Well, hello, internet friends, and welcome to a sort of Final Boss TV interview episode. I think this is like a Final Boss TV light episode where we're doing the third pass open Q&A for Legion. I am joined by Monkeyo right above me. Say hi, Monkeyo. Hi, Monkeyo. And there's Word Up above him. Say hi, Word Up. Hi, Word Up. There we go. Perfect. Very good. Uh, I'm planning on doing three of these. And we will be going through and taking questions from chat and just answering whatever. And if people have bugs to find or things that I need to look up, I have a ton of notes to find things that are still bugged or broken. But it's not a true episode of the show because we're like, there's a trick tracker in the corner. And if you're watching this on YouTube, there's like gameplay in the background and whatnot. So, yeah. But yeah, if you word up in Monkey, if you guys have anything to link for chat or resources that people come up with, and please feel free just to talk over me and, and go for it. Um, oh dear, because I have I have done plenty of testing myself, but I know that you guys also have way different things and experiences than I do. So, sure, yeah, yeah, different sorts yeah, of testing. Do. Uh, also, chat if you can keep track of how many times we talk about word ups hair in this episode, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> Draw as much attention to it already early, so, <laughs> so everyone knows exactly. <laughs> and let me know how let me know how the um how the uh, audio sounds. This is my first time using Skype in like three months, so <sighs> will there be any giveaways today during this? Nope, just giveaways of knowledge and word up. Give away my heart to the right suitor. Oh, okay. You could give it away to Word Up's hair. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can donate to uh, my haircut. I'm taking. Sorry. <laughs> I'm taking. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <sighs> Hi everybody. Skype in this current. Well, I I have to use Skype to capture these nerds' webcams. Can't capture webcams without Skype. So, gotta do it that way. But I guess the first thing I wanted to bring up while while chat gets around to bringing up some questions and hopefully everything is sounds good balance wise is that recently and as we draw nearer and nearer as recording this we're sitting down here recording this that tomorrow is like the, the first actual real new content and oh, boy. oh god so Demon Hunters tomorrow Legion pre-invasion event the first quest chain starts um, and the Dread Whispers start tomorrow as well. So, That's the scenario, right? Is that am I correct? Like the scenario where you you go to the shore and the boat. Yeah, that's that's the broken shore. Okay, yeah. And tomorrow we get the cinematic as well. Oh, exciting! Oh, really? All yes. those hidden cinematics. Just, yeah. just the. Do you know exactly what happens to the Demon Hunter zone after yes. seven months? Demon Hunter cinematics and oh. the Broken Shore cinematics will all be oh, there. Oh boy! Yeah. So uh, Demon that'll... Hunter zone. It's not gonna be laggy at all. Uh, no, of course not. Not at all. There's going to be no so. one flying off the edge with Felrish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure not. not. So Dark has a question. First question, my friends and I are looking for a good... Okay, this comes up all the time. So Mythic Plus, I call them Keystone Dungeon Tanks. Um, I have a Blood Decay. Is it good or should I do something else? I mean, Word, you've done the most Keystone Dungeons out of the three of us. Yeah? Uh, I've done a few. I don't know if I've done the most. Well, I've done I zero. It's, it'd be a safe bet to say yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. So, do you have any 
understanding of how tanks work in keystones. I mean, I've watched Zyronic and Sleutbag do a ton of keystones, but like, I don't think there's a best. What do you think? Uh, for me, the only way I could judge him is did the tank die when I was there? Um, <laughs> and then did I die straight after? Sure. And that's usually like the best judge. But I've not actually seen any of them that you literally couldn't take to a, to a mythic dungeon. Right. It's that'll be, that'll be the story of the game right now, yeah. It's pretty much if they played played Bluff Death Knight better than any other one, then just just stay as that. There's no reason to switch. My, my yeah, unless you're I, going for like yeah. really really excessive pushing, right. and then in those cases, like different tanks are better in different dungeons because the way they deal with different things. Some of them deal a lot better with some of the different combinations of fixes, whereas others struggle. So, like one way or another, one of them is going to be better than another one at something. So. Tailoring it as a catch-all probably not going to do you any good. I, I, from what I've heard, you can't even like, which would probably be like, there's flavors of the week basically, because a certain a certain tank yes. might be good based on certain um, yeah. the the bonuses affixes, that the mobs yeah. have. Yeah, affixes exactly. So yep. if you have the affix that reduces healing, done, then all of a sudden like blood decay and vengeance demon hunter become a lot less powerful because they heal themselves for less. Well, they, they get the mob's mortal strike is what I mean. The mob's mortal strike. So, yeah. If, it's, if there's any if there's any correlation to be made between the tanks in Five Mans, like their strengths, and tanks in like Mythic Raids, right? I've seen that, found that, at least from my experience, I preferred healing like Warriors and Druids just because the damage intake is much smoother. You don't have to worry about do they have self-healing? Do they not have it? You know, yeah. if you... If you see a demon hunter or, um, uh, or a death knight or a monk at half health, you don't know, should I spam them right now? Should I pop a cooldown on them? Do they have healing up? You know, Unless you have really high coordination, those kind of things are kind of worrisome and could cause your healer, just for example, to spend through mana. Um, you know, I just feel like warriors have always felt like, in, in Legion beta experience, they were rocks and druids were just rocks that have bigger health pools but take a little bit more damage but both of them are very consistent very easy to uh predict you know and know what's going on with them so right. if i i had to pick i would pick one of those but not to say that like word up said that any tank can't do it you know it just as is the case with anything if you push it to its limits sure there's going to be things that are better than others but it's probably not what you're referring to in your question so it's that you're fine as a blood dk yeah i think it's 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 strange because I think the people will get hung up a lot on how many things are changing right now. And mm -hmm. I don't exactly know if, if like anyone, any of, any of our people, any of our friends, any of our theory crafting buddies, any of our math crafting nerds can ever truly answer these questions right now because so much of Legion is if you're really good at something and you play it really well, you'll do well. Because, like, almost every spec can do, like, everything in different, like, percentage points. Like, if you want to, like, rank, like, AoE DPS or burst DPS or, or AoE tanking or, like, high health, whatever you want to do. Like, everything can kind of handle it. But it all comes down to now it'll be player skill will be a huge differentiating factor, I think. That and, like, again, like where I've said, like, there's so many variables. Or I think you said it. There's so many variables uh, going into these kind of things, like... What kind of affixes you have, what your healer is, what your DPS comp is, you know, do you have other stuns in the group? Do you have other hard CCs in the group? Stuff like that. Like, there's so much that goes into these highly optimized comps that it's almost like 
if you're not doing that really, really hardcore, really top-level stuff, it's whatever. Just play what you find fun. Play what you're most comfortable with, and that's that's it. That's you're gonna be fine. Like that's yeah. Yeah, the biggest thing with Mythic Plus is when you get really, really high. So you're talking like the plus tens, the plus twelves, or mm-hmm. if you want to go even further, like. If you're really comfortable with a class, you just start to find ways that you can abuse them in the mechanics. So, like, some of the effects is you're going to die within a couple of globals if you're a tank. No matter what, there's nothing you can do about it unless you manipulate the situation. So, Demon Hunters kite leap away. They right. only come in with stuns or when they've got resource, things like that. If you're not comfortable with a tank, you're going to be too busy thinking about how to just play it. And then you're not going to know, like, find situations where you can do that. And then you're going to be dead. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, like the, the easiest advice is just if you're really good at it, stick with that, and you'll you'll find out in like six months which are the ones that are the most amazing. Just like in Diablo when they go with rifts, you know sure. which one is the best after a while. Right. And trying to predict it is usually a risky business. Yeah, that's wild. It comes up so often, which is it's a good question. We've never really put this before, is because Keystone Dungeons are going to be some people's main bread and butter content for the whole expansion. That's like all they'll do. So and it's pretty uh, good as well. It's it's good yeah. fun to do it. They are they are really tough. Oh, if, I've if I've seen it. some yeah I've seen some like Keystone Elevens and it, it's it's scary. You just it die. Looks, yeah. Yeah. It looks. I mean, as your yeah, gear some gets, of the fixes like the um, the plus ten ones. So it's either the significantly higher health, higher damage mm-hmm. bosses or the higher health, higher damage mobs. The tyr- tyrannicals are related to bosses. You see bosses hitting tanks for like 2 million in a swing, and that's their, their general auto attack. And there's nothing you can do other than heal through it. Right. Yep. So it does get really, really brutal when you go up high. So it is valid endgame, I suppose, if people people like really want to f- hone in and focus on the five-man. Yeah, mm. Or you just can't raid for whatever reason, or you don't want to raid anymore. Uh, it's a great, you know, outlet for those people who still want to challenge, you know, want to challenge because you you never had that before, right? Like, you had challenge modes and we all know how basically trivialized those, you know, gotten, even with the, you know, the gear restriction, um, you know, the gear scaling or whatever you call it, the cap or whatever you might call it. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, they're not really that challenge. There's no pushing outside of just pushing times and trying to find, you know, weird speed strats and trying to jump over walls and you know that kind of stuff isn't challenging so much as trial and error these yeah. new mythic plus dungeons are great you know it's i i can't wait to try and push them even farther you know that's gonna be great it's gonna be weird gonna be to see if if gear through only keystone dungeons will be the people that are like setting like the top ranks or if see. like super end game mythic raiders will be the ones setting the top ranks because the better your gear, oh. the better your keystones, so... Yeah, for sure. I think you're going to see a lot of Mythic Raiders doing that on their off nights. I mean, sure. That's, and they're going to be some of the best like they were in uh, for challenge modes. You know, it's just these groups that... Groups of people that that's what they want to do. And they want to be the best at, you know, at basically every facet of this game. And they can do it because they have the time and the experience and the, mm-hmm. the skill. And Mythic Dungeons allows them to do that even further than challenge modes did. So... Yeah, I think you're going to see Raiders in there. I think you're going to see specialized groups that people who that's all they do is Mythic 5-man stuff. Then I think you're going to see both. Okay. Totally yeah, different. Like no, oh, soul, oh. Solely 5-man groups are going to show up like, yeah. far more than you did in the past because they actually have something to aim for. Sure. They can get yeah, the yeah, gear yeah. through Mythic the 5 Mythic plus anyway, guilds. So they aren't Mythic plus guilds? Oh, man. I can't wait. 
So Truffles wants to know about uh, playing a bit in beta, but it seems that gearing through professions is much more time consuming than dungeons and world questing. So what are our yeah. thoughts on, I mean, we can, if you don't know yet, you can wear a full set of everything crafted. So you can wear like jewel crafting necks and rings. You can wear blacksmithing gear for everything else. You can wear a tailor cloak. You can wear a everything. Everything that's crafted doesn't have a limit anymore like it does in Warlords. And can all be upgraded, but... If, if you have the gold, you can just buy it, right? That's, that's also that's, true. I think that's the only benefit of it. Because it's so easy to get gear through world quests and, you know, dungeons, mythic dungeons. That if you don't have the gold, it's not like you're missing out. Because it's so quick and easy to get that gear anyway. But if you have the gold and you don't want to spend the time. Or you're trying to get a character caught up because week two of you know raiding came out and they hot fix nerfed your class into oblivion and now you gotta play something else so right but you don't have any gear in that character oh well you got a ton of goals to go buy the crafted gear i think it has a place but i don't think um i don't think it's going to be the main source for a lot of people to gear up i think you're just going to get it through the playing the game you know through world quests and dungeons i think that's the best way to go anyway yeah crafting's got it's got a barrier to entry on day one which is going to slow right. down those people, so they're going to straight oh, away sure. get in it for world quests and dungeons. Yeah. And then after that, it is really quite time-consuming to gather up Obliterum if you want to build up your gear with that. I mean, it's possible that it'll be... It's an easy easy way to get to the level where you start getting better world quest rewards, but I'd That's be true. very surprised if that was the primo way of gearing your character for anyone, unless it was, like, months down the line and they just want to catch up straight away. <laughs> Uh, or, you know, if you're missing, like, a break point, right, where you're at, like, I don't know what, what the item levels are, 824, and the next break point is 825 for higher level gear from the world quest and stuff, buy a quick piece, boom, it's done. That'd be nice. But Yeah, I think there'll be, you can fill holes with crafted right, exactly. gear. Or right. if you As just love, been, you know? if you just, if, if you're in the mission that you want to craft and build all of your gear, like, that's your fantasy, then go for it. <laughs> it's fantasy. Yeah, so um, there's a question from Texas Wargamer about how much impact does the new closer-zoomed camera have on melee DPS and Legion raid encounters? Well, I just posted my tweet that has a before and after picture and a YouTube video detailing the blue post and the macros, and well, I guess the console command. They recently just upgraded and upped our max camera zoom a little bit. It was 1.9 times zoom, now it's 2.6. They gave us like a little bit of a compromise. So honestly, though, I think it's it's fine now. It's good. It was bad before this, but it's much better now. Like we did ray testing last Friday with me and Word Up did. I don't know if Monkeyo was doing his own thing. Yep. Did you ray test? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That was great. Did you use the new two point six zoom? Uh, you someone on Friday? Yeah, Friday. I think it was. It was, it was yeah, in. Uh, I zoomed all the way out. So whatever that was, yeah. Yeah. Well, did you use the con did you use the console command though? Because they added a console command back to go to two point oh. six. That's what I mean. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I think Word Up and I both did though. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was lovely. <laughs> much much better than it was. Like the the last mythic test we did was was it Chronomatic Anomaly? And that was before. That was yeah, the la like a that month was ago. Absolutely oh, horrible. It was bad. You can go back. I have the vods here on the channel. But if you go back and watch, like. All you see on my POV is like spell effects, arcane crap ads, a little bit of floor, <laughs> and then just all boss middle section because he's a giant 
weird torrential elemental yeah, thing. Yeah, those, those waves or whatever they were come out so oh, fast yeah. sometimes. It's like you have no time to, to, to get away from them as melee. That was so difficult. No time. To just deal with. But now, like, especially on the two bosses that we had, the thought of being zoomed right in on both subscribers those are too big. It fills you with bosses that are right in the middle of the screen. And you've got to be Krosis. relatively close to them. Yeah. Crosus yeah. has got quite a thin hitbox on him as well, so you have to be right up in his face. Also, his, his, one of his mechanics is he lifts up his hand to tell you which side of the platform to not be on. If you can't see that, you know, all you see is a belly button. And it's just, you're hoping somebody else calls it out for you. Uh, it's, it's a lot better, yeah, for sure. I'm glad they compromised. Well, goodness, that it scared me. It surprised me that they did uh, compromise. Yeah, I guess. It was kind of one of those um, changes that didn't need to happen, but if it's going to get... It's going to happen. I'm glad there was something given back, you know, and compromised on. Yeah, like the outcry over it was never going to slow down. I don't think. That's good. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm and I sorry. don't think they were ever going to like completely axe it because they'd already dug too deep on the fact that they were going to do it at this point. Yeah. Right. I just had a really loud sub alert. I thought I muted it all, but <laughs> I wanted to make sure they were muted. So I guess Coggy was making sure that it was muted too, but. Um... I appreciate the support. I didn't want to have this on the whole time because it's going to be really annoying for like the viewers and the uh, later on. So, but yeah, now I've, I've fixed it again. But there we go. So it'll pop up in chat and I'll type stuff to you guys. But that was wild. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, I thought I had that all turned off. Jeez. Uh, let's see. That IRL interrupt though. Yeah. Well, it should be off now, Cortex, but that's fine, too. Um, Let's not talk about interrupts. They took mine away. Oh, well, yeah. Dude, I don't think healers... I don't think any healer has an interrupt um, now. Unless you have Shaman a stop. does. Shaman still has wind shear? Really? That's what I've been told, yeah. Restoration they, Shaman. They, did they re unless they the only recently ones? took it away, like, within the past month, they had it. I haven't I played think, with Shaman I think they're in a the while. only healers that kept it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Restoration like, Shaman has... Restoration as yeah. Windshear. I'm I'm on my character right now, so yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's upsetting. But I was on I was <laughs> I just did the monk quests for the artifacts yesterday and I on my Mistweaver I couldn't interrupt unless I had leg sweep. Yeah. Paralysis works as a mini True. Like I guess it puts off the cast. You know, the problem with things like paralysis and leg sweep is that they don't actually interrupt the cast on these things. So if it's a really important cast like a heal or something. Stun yeah. is probably far better than stun is a lot better than the paralysis because paralysis is so short you can't damage through it. But it yeah. works for some things. Like if he's at ten percent and he's about to heal, you paralysis or paralyze him on the kiss and you kill him next hit. But I don't know, it's it's just I wish I had it back. I don't it was such a good piece of utility that when a DPS fails, you know, to interrupt when he's supposed to, I could be there to back them up, you know? Right. It made me feel like a part of the group, whereas now I'm I don't know. Not. I mean, your job now is really just to heal people, right. which there's plenty to heal. Sure. Yeah. It's just like you know. people, you know, what we find, it, in my experience, what we find most fun is not necessarily the core parts of the class, but sure. other things you do, other utilities, the way you help a group, you know, the way you buff a group, the way you save people, the way you assist people, you know, things like that. It's not necessarily, oh, casting fireball. <laughs> Most fun thing in the world! Oh my god, that's why I play it. Casting no, fireball. Not the things you do. 
right. you know, the fact that you can spread your ignites or whatever, you know, stuff like that was always was always a lot more fun than uh, or stun things, you know, that kind of stuff always so, intrigued me a lot more than anything else. So I, I have two chat windows up, one to keep up with live and one to make sure I don't miss questions. So um, I think it's Scott Scotty with like 17 Ys. This is a question for Word Up, I guess. So speaking of Demon <laughs> Hunters, is Momentum the best, in air quotes, like absolute best talent for Havoc? And share some yes. light on people who don't want to oopsie into bad uh, bad on the floor. <laughs> oh, I guess dead on the floor? Uh, momentum is just is the best. I know that a lot of people don't want it to be. Um, I know there's been like an overriding thing on I, forums. I but it is the best. And there are ways of playing around it and you can learn um, there are optimal paths to rush and to vengeful retreat so that you stay in range and you don't go too far but when it comes to accidentally rushing into dangerous stuff um, there's only really one boss that would absolutely be a no you can't actually use momentum at all even yeah. if you learn it you, you can't use it whereas if you aren't comfortable with it or you just strictly don't like it then Nemesis isn't that much worse. It's not going to be the end of the world if you take Nemesis compared to how it That's used to That's what I'll be, be taking. <laughs> but the other problem is that even if you don't take Momentum, Fell Mastery is still the best, and that still means that you're going to use Fell Rush anyway. Yeah. Which is probably the bigger problem, because that's way, way better than the other two choices. By, like, it's the only one that affects single target kind of better. Right. So, that's the bigger problem. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, um, but yeah. If you don't, I think I thought they said they did. You guys did Sims on this with like the full momentum build. Is that you beside me? Oh, that's someone else. Um, the, the full momentum build versus the not full momentum build like isn't so different that you can't not go momentum or you're doing terrible damage. I mean, Havoc Demon Hunters right now, at least based on all the testing we've seen, they're actually like not that great. They have amazing burst single target or burst AOE, but after that, they're kind of like... They kind of feel like Enhancement Shamans from Mop. Like, they're three-minute wonders. They do amazing damage in the small window, and then they're kind of like, eh. Is that... Um, how's that work out? From what, I, what I've seen, they are they are really, really, really good at burst AOE. Like, yeah. um, another level kind of good. So, in Mythic Plus, for example, which go back to that, they're, they're arguably one of the best classes across the entire board. Because they've got Fel Barrage, they've got I-Beam, and they've got Blade Dance, and they've got big cooldowns for the bosses, so you can cycle through with big, big hits over and over again on every pack, so you chain pull, and you still can keep up with the AoE, and you don't need big cooldowns to do it. Um, the single target is acceptable to good as well, if you play it right, but that's like um, using momentum and all of the things. If you want to really push it, they are good, they're just acceptable without it, I'd say. Okay. Uh, but the priority damage also really pretty good. They can dump a lot of damage really quickly onto something. So they're a good they're a good choice as a class. I know that that's dangerously into the territory of a sort of just being super promoting the new class kind of thing. But it is <laughs> it is a good choice. I'd say it's in like the high tier of melee, like as as one that you could choose. It's not going to be an underperformer. Mm, okay. Yeah, I've seen our demon hunters do really well, but not not like tiers above. You know, it's just it's good. Like it's as good as anything else. Yeah, it's not an outlier, but uh, either way, it seems good to me. Yeah. 
Hmm. Like you can see when when we've done raid tests, the yeah. top five have switched around quite frequently on a lot of bosses. Yeah. yeah. Other than rogues, rogues okay, almost let's, consistently. Let's start talking about rogues. so good. Yeah. We see like like enhancements been at the top, havoc's been at the top. The rogues are always at the top. Sometimes you see a hunter, sometimes you see a warlock. They've all got potential to be up there. Partly because there's so much more RNG in a lot of specs now, as to like that you can't control in the way that things work. But it also means that everyone gets a chance to maybe shine this week on this boss. So it lets you pick the class that you want to play. Captain Random. What are off-spec catch-up mechanics like for artifact power? Can't choose between Unholy or Frost. I don't want to regret it later since Blood will most likely be my only my, my, my main off-spec, making the other uh, DPS my third focus. Um, so I haven't done much of the artifact knowledge, so I just read about it. But in Word Up, have you been like keeping up with artifact knowledge in your main character? Like, What's your actual percentage like? And um, I'm at knowledge. Actually, there might even still be no. There's no notes actually. I'm at uh, 17 knowledge, and that's 4,550 percent increase. Jeez. So <laughs> that's like if you go to um, if you go go to a well quest now, that's like a rare reward. Mm. That's about 18,000, 19,000 artifact power, which is oh. a good like uh. 15 traits in an off spec. Right. So, I mean, this is 17, so this is way, way down the line sure. post-launch. Yeah. But um, I, I I reckon that you could keep an off-spec like 80, 70 to 80% pretty comfortably. And if you really pushed it, you could probably do that really, maybe even 90. But it depends what you want to focus on. Like, um, I kept my off-spec artifact, my warrior, within about two or three traits for prot, as I did for fury. And that wasn't too taxing. Um, a lot of the time, by the time you get the knowledge, when you do a world quest, you choose, do I want like 5% of the next trait for here, or do I want two new traits for hmm. my off-spec? And sometimes, okay. like, depending on what you're doing, you just, just grab it. I don't think it's there any are... different than, like, previous alt keep up, right? Or upkeep. Like, you, you, you're always, almost always some, at least minor amount behind your main, you know, for whatever reason. Um, or at the very least... At the start, when you're worried about these kind of things, you know, trying to figure out which spec you want to get into, trying to pick a spec, you know, you're always starting off with one spec, and that's going to be ahead for a little bit. And it takes a certain amount of time to catch up with the other spec. It was, it's always been that way. You always have to get gear, trinkets, set bonuses. In the case of, like, with Legion, it was the legendary ring stuff, you know. That has always been a hard thing to keep up with. And I don't think the artifact stuff is any different, you know. It's going to be, I think it's actually easier with the artifact knowledge setup. Um, because like you said, like 18,000 points, like from one thing, granted, like you said, that's a long way down the line, but that's yeah. fine. You know, if you decide to play, uh, frost over unholy, you know, as you off spec, then you're probably going to make that decision about that far along the line. It's only, we're only talking like what, two, three months. Is that about how long it's, it's uh, I was actually trying to find this huge post. Do you have the, the gigantic, like artifact knowledge spreadsheet that was posted on mo champion mm -hmm. by some great math head the spreadsheet comes <laughs> from um kib who may or may not be in the chat but he, he's from the demon hunter discord okay um, yeah do I'll, you do you have it somewhere open up discord and pull it up but i have got it okay. yeah it's um so that, that's got a rough estimate of how long it takes to get the knowledge levels yeah how so long roughly estimated if you were grinding a fixed amount of um, power a day 
right. how long it would take for you to completely finish your artifact. And I think it came out roughly at about 100 days yeah. to get a completely days. So, yeah. full artifact. It's three and, not, and a half, not three and a half months. The, the extra dump. Yeah, like three, three and a half months so, um, is right about where they point, want it. Yeah, at that point, you have your artifact knowledge level is so high that you're going to blast through your alt you know yep. artifact it's it's gonna be insane like it's i wouldn't worry about it that's something i if of all the things that you could be concerned about i and i was concerned oh, I have about it right that here. i have it right here um yeah. at oh, the yeah, start discord yeah so it, it it so there are on this is and again remember this is on one class because right, right, artifacts right. knowledge and artifacts power artifacts power is weapon specific Artifact knowledge is class, or more importantly, character specific. So if you want to roll your alts, you have to make sure that they are leveled sort of, not within, you don't, you don't have to level them immediately after launch, or after you level your main, um, because the artifact knowledge um, work order that gives you more knowledge and amps your artifact knowledge level does diminish over time. Uh, it'll, it'll research faster and faster as the expansion goes on, until eventually you might be even researching multiple ranks of it in one day, like a year right. from now, who knows, um, to catch up to the artifact things. Because how Blizzard it looks at the way they want to balance it is that you're supposed to have your first artifact, your, your main, 34 or 34, maybe even 35 with your first Paragon point um, before the Nighthold opens, which will mostly happen in January. Not confirmed, not confirmed, but based on their earnings call, there's no other major drop for World of Warcraft after Legion drops until 2017. So it sounds like Nighthold won't come out until, which I'm, it's good. That's good, that's, but it doesn't. Yeah, that's how we kind of estimated it. So yeah, it's January. It's a rough guess. Yeah, January. Early yeah. And you start running into Christmas and then people Correct, yeah. don't it's necessarily want to play at Christmas. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, if it depends on the, the, their pacing, right? But three, sure. what was it? What would that be? Four months or so for the first three the first and a half. Raid. Not, yeah, three and a half. Not necessarily four. the first yeah. tier, yeah, but the first month, their first raid, that's good. Let it breathe. Like one let of the problems breathe. I have with High Mall was that they just didn't let it breathe enough. And, you know, I think you could actually go further. You might be able to let Emerald Nightmare go even further than that, but we'll, we'll see. They do. Yeah, we could I do think 2017 for Nighthold is, yeah, absolutely yeah. going to happen. It makes, it makes the most sense because I just don't. If it's gonna take, if they want you to be in Nighthold with one fully empowered artifact to fight Gul'dan and like the Legion right. Echelon, then that it makes, makes total sense. sense. Because yeah. then, I mean, you've got the bigger problem as well. If you if you rush out Nighthold, there are gonna be those unfortunate people who, God forbid, talking about the topic, are gonna to have legendaries, and yep. the rest of the raid aren't gonna have yep. legendaries, and suddenly you, it's not a massive disadvantage, but it is a disadvantage, and people aren't gonna be happy about that. So the longer you give people to grind out at least one the better yeah this is Generally interesting looking at that spreadsheet you linked uh he actually reminded me of something that somebody discovered not too long ago but the artifact items like the items that give you artifact power like they were being retroactively affected by your artifact knowledge so if you had saved an item that gave you 100 artifact knowledge like a, like a consumable item if you save that until you had high artifact knowledge it would then get increased every time you increased your artifact knowledge. That wasn't the behavior before, I don't know, it's like a week ago or so, and so people suddenly noticed it on the um, on the beta, on their testing. And they're not sure if that's an intended thing or not. So while we were telling everyone before, you know, don't save your items unless you're saving it for an off-spec because it's not affected by your artifact knowledge level. It is at the moment. And so we're kind of waiting to see if that's gonna continue, like if that's a bug or if that that's an intended like change. 
It sounds like a bug, yeah. Yeah, because it's way too gameable. Yeah, why would you? That's so terrible. Like to design it that way, if if it were yeah. intentional. Right? I think what it what's save the, everything. The intentional design, I think, once they figure out that bug, is that oh. if you're at artifact level eight and you pick up a whole bunch of like world drop items that crush for artifact power, they will be amplified by your eight knowledge levels. Right. And if you it eventually is. go to nine, they'll still be technically at eight. Eight, right? Yeah, right. I think I agree. That's the intent, but uh, right. they haven't said anything about it. So people are just unsure whether or not it's a bug. It's most probably a bug. Let it let it play out. You know, let it let's see how it goes. Don't tell people save all your stuff. Yeah, don't. That's probably not. What's there's there's no. Uh, I there are some leveling guides that are being created out there that are also like about speed and leveling so fast to max level, which is is beneficial in a way because you get to start your artifact knowledge system immediately. Right. But the faster you level and the more stuff you skip you're going to lose that on artifact power on the way to max level, which slows down your overall artifact power grind, because you're just going to have to go back anyway. So, right. skipping... When it, it comes to leveling, my my only real opinion is that the way you want to plan it is so that you finish your first zone at 102 dead, and that if you've got a really deep campaign quest at 102, that's in, like, let's say it's right at the end of Stormheim, that you want to have it there. And after that, once you've done that campaign quest inside the missions, there's no rush at all anymore. You can just do it whichever way you want. And do dungeons on the way leveling up after you've done the quests and the zones that unlock the dungeons, because those give you more artifact power indeed. But do them like yeah. once. Grinding dungeons to level up is like not good in Legion. It's it's not it good. It wasn't good in Warlords, and it's not good this yeah, time either. It's not. It's, it's the just... dungeons are too slow and too yeah. roleplay, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of moments where you have to sit and wait for something to happen. That's really not conducive to leveling, unless you just want to experience the dungeon. Sure. Um, so that was the off-spec mechanics and catch-up stuff. Let's see. Uh, do we have a resource anywhere yet that has listed all of the hidden artifact skins yet for all of the artifacts in the game? I don't think they're all uh, been found just, yet, but is there some, like, collaboratory there's effort? Thread. There's a forum thread that's got them all in. Um, like, all 36 of them? No, no the, there's, yeah. I think there's five missing. There's no Arcane Mage, there's no Rep Paladin. Um, there's a couple of them where they know how you get it, but they don't know how to trigger the quest or whatever to actually get it. Okay. Um, so then they know where it, where it leads to afterwards. Uh, the hmm. thread's there that should cover most of them. But uh, there are still a couple that are hidden, hidden, that no one has any idea about. Okay. Uh, how about something really specific? Uh, let's see. Um... Let's see, where did it go? Uh, oh, Valor Storm of Wrath asks, is there a number of targets where Hailstorm gets overtaken by Ancestral Swiftness for Enhancement Shamans uh, in a multi-target pull or encounter? Because AS is technically still better for AoE because we get more GCDs and we get more generation of Maelstrom. And obviously Hailstorm is very single target oriented. Do we know about that word? I don't think- It's about four to five, generally speaking. So like- on your artifacts and your gear and all the other, the other things. But four or five is generally like the break point where AOE takes over. But that has to be four or five pretty consistently. Pretty consistently. Around. Yeah. So like maybe a fight like Tychondrius because the blood beasts are like always up or the bats in the, the down phase technically. Like we could use AS for him. But then again, that's there's an argumentative point there where 
do we really need to care about AoE as much as enhancement because we are a single target so good and Hailstorm is more single target damage and yeah that gets a little inside baseball like that one is is mostly just what what you think you can contribute the most to to the raid so what you're missing the most you should generally lean towards taking talents that can help that so right. and can help you AoE so if your, your raid really needs AoE then you're going to take a talent that's better at that because you can help bridge that gap. If someone else sure. can take an even better one, then you just stick with whichever one is better for the fight at hand. So, like with Tychondris, if you've got a lot of AoE, then just stick with Hailstorm. Boss damage is more important. Mm. If you've not got AoE, take Ancestral Swiftness so you can kill the adds. That's kind of the weird way. That leads me into like a general overview question people have always been brought up. Is it like the new talent design? I'm sitting here on my Outlaw Rogue just walking around. The talent design is is very similar across the board for like almost all specs in the game where some people think it's actually kind of bad because it's just like it's you have an AoE choice or a not AoE choice. Oh, the choices are so crazy. But like in, in a way, that's a lot more refreshing than going like, well, this one is 0.3% more damage. But this one's also like 0.7% more, but only on two targets. Or this one's like not a DPS upgrade unless I'm actually doing this with my rotation. Like that, those are annoying. Now, every spec in the game, albeit there is still like a, a pretty sheer design where certain specs are still better at certain ways of handling damage output or for like a tank damage incoming or healing, like AOE healing or single target healing or hot healing or throughput healing or cooldowns or whatever. There are still like certain, you know, tiers. For the most part, how you deal with stuff now is what does my group need? What does my raid need? And can my class help that or should I focus on priority damage? It is always good to have single target damage. It's always a huge factor from a DPS standpoint. I think there's three kind of major, in the way I say that there's three major ways, good ways of handling talents. This one way, like you said, where you have, um, Three talents that all do damage or healing, but in three different ways. So one does single target sure. damage, one does AOE damage, one does cleave. Okay, fine. But then there's also uh, a talent row where they all do the same thing, um, but in different ways. It's kind of like a healing thing. Uh, so they all do AOE healing, right? But they do it in different ways, where one is a high cost, uh, high cost, no cooldown. One is a long cooldown, no cost. You know, one's a uh, kind of mix between the two. You know, that we, we have those in like the Misery Talents, for example. And then the third is where you have talents that basically aren't related at all. They do just random stuff. Like they don't even, there's no real similarities you can make between them. They just do, you. each one is a unique purpose um, and uh, function, right? So there's a reason you would choose this one over the other, but it's not a, this one's better than this one. They're just so completely different that th that choice is inherently interesting. I think all three of those uh, kind of archetypes of talent rows sure. uh, lend themselves to interesting choices by the players. But having, like you said, if you have this one that does, you know, 0.3% more than this one, and they all do the same thing the same way, that is with just a little bit of animation flavor, that's extremely boring. And I don't right. think that's interesting at all. I, I jumped on my Holy Priest copy, and the, the road that really comes to mind for me that, like, really shows this style of healing uh, from a, from because you brought it up, Bunkyo is like the seventy-five tier for Holy Priest, Surge of Light, Binding Heal, or Piety. Sure. Like these are all very different and do very different things. Whereas Surge of Light is that your healing spells and smite have an eight percent chance to make your next flash heal instant, cost no mana, mm -hmm. 
you can get two charges. So that kind of gives you this synergy of like, well, I could get three flash heals. I could build up two charges for extra burst, or I can get a little bonus from um, from DPSing because you cast smite now and then in dungeons or whatever have you. Binding heal can heal you and two other targets. So like, and it gives you serendipity, which is your main course of action in the rotation, of course, like that. So then there's that. Or piety gives your player prayer of mendings triggering serendipity to give you more AOE healing. So you have very very different choices in some ways, but that all comes down to like what you need as a healer. And yeah. I mean, overall, I, I'll bump over my monk, I guess, in a minute, but like, how, how does that work from like a, an encounter design now for like a healing standpoint? Because you, you're, you're not going to take the same talents for every single encounter anymore now, are you? Because right now in Warlords, you do, and you have uh, like forever. Uh, I'm, I'm in a special case, I think, where I. I feel like your talent design or your talent choices, just looking at a Mistweaver, for example, is going to depend highly on a couple things. One, if you get a legendary, that changes the way sure. you play. Um, two, like I said, fight design maybe, but I think more so play style, like personal preference play style. Monks are, are kind of special in that they get to choose whether or not they want to play more at range, more of a traditional kind of paladin druid shaman type play style or they want to go into melee and play like the old fist weaving type of play style and so those have a much yeah. bigger impact on your talent choices than really anything else um but yeah there are certain bosses where like i might take uh uh chi which is a, an extended no cost healing talent uh healing cooldown or i might take russian jade win which is a high cost no cool or low cooldown uh burst healing tool and uh it just depends on the fight so maybe something like uh like like Ursoc, right? That has really high burst damage, and then it's over for a little bit, and then high burst damage. That's a good choice for rushing Jade or rushing Jade Wind, for example, which is a high cost, no cooldown one or low cooldown. Uh, but yeah, for sure, you you want to tailor your talent builds to, you know, to the fight. Like you said earlier, to the group's needs. If it's a utility type talent, uh, don't overlook like any defensive options. You know, don't stick with one. There may be one that's better than the other. It's definitely always something you can. Um, uh, you can work on and improve, even in just talents, you know? Yeah, I think the, the, talent things, the talent things have gone, like, um, they, they went to a really far extreme, especially with, with Enhancement, where, like, mm. every tier was AoE option, single target option, random other option. And so yeah. you do an AoE, you just pick every single AoE talent down the line, you do a lot of AoE. Sure. Until they realize that those aren't really choices, that's just... Is it AOE, right. AOE talents? Is it single target, single target talents? And that's how you chose every single time. And that, and you'd swap all the time between them. So they just just consolidated the AOE on, all into one row. And the difference is how it deals the AOE. Right. So yeah, and I like that. One's constant, one's augments AOE, and the other one is a burst cooldown. So none of them are exceptionally tuned. But that aside, that's how the talents should work, I think, in, in that case where it's a really specific type of damage and it's just different ways. Whereas other things for DPS in that sense should be choices between different situations. So like a passive buff, a short burst damage or a big cooldown, those kind of choices are really good because then you're tailoring your damage towards the type of encounter that you're in. I just jumped on my Demon Hunter just to check some things. Do you know if we can still cancel Felrush by jumping and whatnot? Um, 
You can't uh, be monks. You can't. Is, is, is it okay to talk about this? Are we supposed to? <laughs> of course. The, uh, well, I'm trying the, it right you, now. I don't think I can right. anymore. You, you can, you can cancel Felrush. You can't cancel Vengeful Retreat. There's two ways of canceling Felrush. So the the jump the first, cancel looks like it's not working. Well, the first way to do it, and much more like a uh, above board way of doing sure. it is that you macro glide and fell rush into a button. So first glide, first fell rush, then you jump. And just as you're about to hit the ground, you press it and it'll hop you forward like five yards and that's it. And it'll shoot the fell rush damage off. The other less above board way is to get a keyboard macro and yeah, time one. the presses and that will make you not move as well. Well, that one is a little Oops. bit more, uh, Salubrious. You said, is it is it glide and then fell a rush? You said. Yes. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> but this is this is one of the reasons why this is like not good, and people bring up the whole momentum nonsense, and this is why momentum gets abused, is because of this crap. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just tried it, and I still fell rushed. Hmm. If you if you do it just as your your feet are about to hit the ground, I think I think lag plays a part in it. But most of the time, mm. your wings will come out, you'll hop forward, but then you won't fell rush. But it, it takes a little bit of practice. Well, I'm trying it again. I know this worked before. This is It's not working the same way anymore. It's working for me right now. Are you actually getting it to work? Yeah, 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 doing it. Not as consistent as it was, but I am. I can still do it, so it does still exist. Yeah, I think like my time is off. Probably aren't going to be able to do consistently in the middle of a raid or something. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you, if you get really practiced with it, the same way with the old cancels, then you can do it really consistently. Because well, it's I'm... not... It, what is it is it... timing-based. What is your macro? Because I just have cast glide, cast fell rush. And right before you hit the ground, you cast it. And my wings come out, and then I still fell rush all the way forward. Yeah, my macro's a... Uh, well, hashtag show tooltip, slash yeah, yeah, yeah. cast glide, slash cast fell rush. Then jump and as I hit the ground, press it and then I uh hop. Yeah, I'm the still I'm going all the way forward. Like I see my wings pop you just out. Ain't got the Illidar skills. Wow. It could also just be a little bit of lag because I play with from your the beta service to have about two hundred MS. Yeah I don't know. That's weird. Because I wanted but, to bring this up. But it does work, and it is quite—it it, it is a big increase if you can do it all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's so—it's so garbage. Not intended. Right? No, it's not intended. Which is also why I'm just going to be taking um, uh, Nemesis or even Fell Eruption isn't bad. So. Oh no, Fell Eruption is pretty bad. No. Well, that's no, not bad. Is it? The damage is so ridiculous. Is it actually that bad? Yeah, because it's high cost. Um, well, it's not high cost, but it has a cost, Call, which it, interrupts oh. your generation of okay. other, stuff, other stuff, and it has sure, a long sure. cooldown. But you would so, you would take fell eruption for for leveling your demon hunter, yeah? Because you just for leveling, destroy yeah, yeah, you something. Could, yeah, could get away with with doing that, yeah, and just, just oh, I just did every it every so often when you just really don't like something, you can just delete it out <laughs> of the game. When and you really on. don't like something, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't get the fell rush to cancel to work. You go just a little bit, right? Not not the whole way. No, I still go. I'm your wings the... open, and then you, your glaives change color for the fell rush, but you don't shoot forward. No, you I'm actually shoot, see like shooting forward, the fire trail fine. shoot forward. I mean, you could even look at the stream right now. Like, I, it won't work because I thought they had, where I only moved a little bit. But I thought I still they had, moved. I thought they had fixed this because they put a uh, a micro global now on fell rush and yeah. ventral retreat to try to fix that, it, 
Yeah. That's there, but if you macro it, it it's not doing it with Glide. Glide is supposed to do that, but it's not. For whatever reason. They know about it, though. They know about it in every way. Like, we've explained exactly how it's being done. So, I hope they fix it, because it is quite bad. You keep you said bad timing in chat, Enerol, but like my feet are about to touch the ground and I hit the button and it doesn't work. <laughs> like how how much closer do you can you be? Like I'm like oh, and I'm still. It's really weird. I brought this up because of people always want to like play Demon Hunters a lot, and we had questions about it earlier. But it's it's definitely not <laughs> intended at all. It was a lot worse. There were tons of other ways to do it, but they fixed it, so... I don't know. It's a little bit strange. Hopefully they get that all worked out in the end. You could just all play a real class, you know? Wow! Instead. Um, yeah, so, Monk's had it first. That's right. Uh, we did it better. Wibbly Wobbly Stuff asked two questions. Is What is the best way to get ready for raids? Gearing. And the second one is how many traits will we be able to take um, predictions on average play, I guess, before raids start? Um, well, that second question is very easy. Um, based on 22 days until normal heroic raids open, then you should be able to have roughly 20 to 21 word up? Yes, on Kibs 20, 20, 20 yeah. is going to be what you get consistently, and then 21 yeah. you'll get before the end of the week. Sure. Mythic. Also, uh, there's a gif there of me doing the um, doing the council. That's what it looks like at the moment. What? Uh, that I just got then. But again, like uh, I'd say 2021, which generally for a majority of classes, that means two gold traits and yeah, there we go. There it is. nothing major skipped. So Pretty. for us, it's all of our ones and it's our gold, two golds as well. I don't know, man. I do. I'm doing the exact same thing you're doing in this video, and I wonder if there's a latency issue because my feet like yeah, it's just the leg, babe. Don't worry about it. Could it. just it could just be the black leg. magic. It could be black could magic because my feet yeah. blip the ground and then I hop because my wings come out and then I fell rush all the way forward. You dare question the master? I know, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's weird. I don't know. It won't it won't stay though, so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about. Like, well, yeah, no, they're, they, how, yeah, how else? That confidence is inspiring yeah. for sure. I know. I mean, the, the biggest egregious problem with momentum is the fact that it's a four second window. If it only did damage on your next ability after you use Fell Rush or Venture Retreat, I think it would probably solve some of the problems because you wouldn't want to game this four second window. You would just normally just buff one next ability. So you'd buff a I-Beam, you'd buff your, um, uh, you'd buff your Fury of the Illidari, and you'd buff one ability whenever you moved normally, whenever you used your actual movement abilities to, to do so. So, I don't know. It's it's I a mean, frustrating uh, thing we've, with, we've with seen. With momentum, the, as, as soon as you learn, like, it's like a, it's like riding a bike, to, to when I explain it to people. As soon as you, you learn the exact distance that you go, and pending that you don't have a lot of really spiky lag, at which point I'd say don't play momentum right now. As soon as you get that distance, right, <laughs> you know exactly how far you're going to go if you go left or right with Belrush. So you'll stay in range of a, of oh, a sure. relatively well, size of the, the target. There's that, that image that you guys made in, from Mardoom that you you would use Fellow Mastery and Momentum to, like, skirt the hitbox of a boss. You yeah, wouldn't go through so it. You'll do the damage. Yeah, you go yeah. through the boss's, like, hitbox from side to side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and generally speaking, doing that on a majority of encounters, again, not all, but a right. majority of encounters, it's relatively safe to just sit from side to side of a boss. So for like, as for, long as you're not silly and you do it at the wrong time. For chat, and that was not audio only right now, this, take this circle right here real quick in front of the steam tank as the boss's hitbox, and I'm smacking it, smacking it, smacking it. What you would do is you would angle yourself and you would fill a rush like this way. You'd angle yourself at a, at a toward, toward the other side of the boss, so you could still hit the boss, and then again you'd do it to go back. Um, yeah, because uh, you can you can fell rush in directions, so you can fell rush di yeah. diagonally, left, right, mm -hmm. forward, just not back. Right. So you, you, it's up to you where you go with it. Yeah, you would always so as you, long as you, you learn you, that you angle it's, it. It's pretty easy, yeah. I'd say. It's getting consistent. Out of the, the and the larger the boss's hitbox, the better. Some bosses have small hitboxes. Even you, easier it is, yeah. You can't, because you'll still fell rush and you'll clip them, but you'll be out of melee range for like a second or less than a second. So I mean, like if you're talking, say, a boss like Manoroth, you're not going to have any problems at all ever staying in range of him and doing it. Sure. So, I mean, it's just a learning process, I think, for it. I'm still not getting the cancel to work. It's not working. It's weird. <laughs> um, the other question Wibbly Wobbly had was about gearing for raids. There is a gigantic spreadsheet I was given. Um, I don't know if you've seen this monkey or word up. It's called Medivh's 7.0 Legion Raiders Lexicon. That would be a no if I'm not I think it's this. the one that went in the Shaman Discord. I'm guessing. It's, Are we that trusting one things written by Medivh now after everything we've seen? <laughs> no. Come on. Um, I'll give this to you. Let me give this to you in Skype real quick. You can look and poke it. Um, sure. So it's got like a calendar. It's got like launch dates. It's got the author's information, of course. It's got mm. the calendar. It's got raids and mythic dungeons, pre-raid gear, everything, every day to-do list, profession. Oh my goodness. Preparing, leveling, Suramar walkthroughs. I don't need some stranger telling me what to do when the Legion expansion launches. This is what. This is the exact opposite of what I want. Well, I don't think it's them telling what to do. It's just things that you can do. Like in the to-do yeah, list, it goes through what you can do on your mains every week and every day. Yeah. Like you start your artifact research and class hall talent work orders. You start your you do your daily quest loot chests for your emissaries. You do all your random heroic dungeons. You do your Suramar dailies until you're revered. You do any other dailies you have in the world questing area that gets that are awarding artifact power um, or items that rewards that have higher eye level rewards based on your current eye level. Um, Go farm resources if you need it. Go do the Warden's dailies until revered. Uh, profession dailies if any decent rewards. And any other dailies that are oh, simply... Oh, do I take out the trash and do the dishes? And I know, sweep the right? Floors. Like, yeah. oh, it's chores. It's, this is a huge... But I was wondering if, how, how legit this is, because this is a huge resource guide. There's a lot like, to do. I think some of it is is really overselling how much you really sure. need to do. Yes, but, like, exactly. um, the, the The thing, like... How I'd explain when I, the last character I leveled, how I got it to be sort of mythic dungeon ready. It was sort of hit 110, go to Surma, do the quest, get the world quest, do the gear quest from the world quest, do a few heroics to bump up the eye level of the world quest. And from there, it was just yeah. do whatever I, I was in the mood to do. Like you just play because... the game like after that point. You're gonna get gear. Right. That's just well, how this, it is. If people, some people like to have a gigantic list of things and stuff ahead of them. So I, th I was looking at this earlier um, from one of my subs in Discord, and there's a lot of fluff in here and a lot of things. But I think there are certain really great parts of it that you can definitely gleam 
and uh, and look at. So like there's sources for pre-raid gear and like next rings, trinkets, weapons for okay relics, right? Shoulders, heads, all this stuff. Like there there are things here you can look at for sure. Yeah, the, it, yeah. Looking at it as just a giant list of everything that's available is totally fine. But right. don't look at it and say this is how I have to do all of these things, and me, or I'm just going to sure. be a worthless character in my raider, you know, dungeon group. Like, right, right. no, just like, oh, yep. I'm going to do maybe try these things today, and I'll try these things today and next day, and all right, I like this better than this. So my daily chores are going to, you know, include this thing from that to did this day, this thing I did the next day, and right. that's going to be my daily wildlife for the sure, next sure. year and a half yeah the only the only categorically required thing that i would i would say is that you have to keep your campaign under wraps for the for the for the raid launch oh so get you your... have to get that third raid I... slot. oh is yeah that's a big important. difference the campaign isn't anything you wouldn't not get done anyway though right it doesn't just it doesn't take like it's well, not it, time it gated is it it is time gated by the fact that the missions missions before sure. the next yeah. quest slow you down okay so if you aren't if you don't keep on top of them it could possibly because some of the campaigns are longer i don't know whether they've changed some of them but uh some other uh some of them are significantly longer than the others like a full week worth of missions yeah, i think that's that's you... one of those things that you just do once and that's it you know it's not like something you it's not like doing not doing world quests where you miss out on you know potential currency or gear or whatever you know things you could have been doing previously and now you're behind other people you know in your raider group or you know whatever your competition is yeah you know, that's something you you get a quest for you do it once it's done and you can figure it you're not missing out on that you know unless like you say you know you want to do a raid at a certain point you didn't have your third relic slot that's important but you know i don't i think like i said just if you to answer the question you know going back to the question if it was if you want to get geared up for raids or mythic plus dungeons like word up said do all the stuff in Ceremar, get your dungeon gear, and you're pretty much done. Just then you go get your gear from Mythic Plus or LFR or wherever you might get it from. Sure. World okay. Quest too. World Quests are always great. Um also in that di dialogue, in that giant list talks about like raid bosses and world bosses being like five a week. Because yes. there's five yeah. every week, you can kill them once per character. Yeah, there's there's like and a pool of nine 11, 11. or twelve. Is, uh, is it 11? Right, okay, a, so I was 11, wrong both yeah. times. Um, uh, <laughs> and then there's, there's five of them alive. And you, usually out of those five, one will have a world quest as well, which is like a lot of order resources or a lot of gold. Right. Um, so you'll do them if you if you want. Those, but doing those ones would be right. a good idea, just like the world bosses, because their gear is raid equivalent. Yeah, do we know how... Um... Do we know which ones will be alive each week? Just have to find them, and then you'll know, I guess. They're in set spots, so you can probably yeah. just go look. They're all. I'm pretty spots. sure that you, it is just random, aside from the one that you know from the world quest. That it is just yeah, random which ones right. are alive. That's a good point. Yeah. But one per. And they are week. all in pretty like they're all in pretty like they're big. They're very big things, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. in certain locations, so they're hard to miss. Yeah. Right. But it is only your... only one yeah. gets a world quest a week. That what you said. Yes. Okay. I think yeah. I uh, only it's what it's the one purple quest that you'll see on your map. And those quests um, last the whole week, then I assume. Like their duration is. Yeah, their duration is days. seven days. Okay. There you seven go, days yeah. from the day of the reset, so you get like the entire reset to go and do it. That's good. Okay. Um, scrolling through. Oh, here's a good quest for Monkeyo. Oh no. Which. 
Is leveling as a healer viable, or is it better to dual spec and try to upgrade two different weapons? Yes, I answered this guy in chat, but for everyone okay. else, yeah. um, it's to perfectly viable to level as a healer. It's not super slow. Like you, you kill things in a more or less reasonable time. Um, like if you're killing one mob at a time, and most healers, some healers maybe it might be better way to say it, have pretty good AOE. I know like monks have good AOE, uh, druids have good AOE through multi-dotting uh, and hurricaning and just healing through well, it. Well, druids um, can take balance affinity and they're basically weaker balanced druids. <laughs> sure, so, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I did, I remember did that, the leveling, and it was really nice. Like, I really <laughs> enjoyed my druid leveling experience as resto with balance affinity because I felt like a DPS. Like, I didn't feel like a healer. Uh, whereas on my monk, I felt like a healer. On my paladin, I felt like a healer. You know, those, you could definitely feel the difference. If, um, have, you done, have you done monk leveling with the changes to the way of the monastery now? Which, like, yeah, it's 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 better, for sure. Better? It okay. feels more bursty, which is better for leveling. Right. And, it, you know, it's kind of like a consistent burst. And the most burst is, like, on a cooldown, whereas the monk right. one is not on a cooldown. So it's, it does feel a lot better. I do feel like I'm burning through mobs a lot faster. But is leveling as a healer is going to be slower than leveling as a DPS or even a tank. Like, I tried it, uh, I leveled my monk three times, twice as Miss Weaver, once after the changes teachings, and once as uh, Windwalker. And the Windwalker one was so insanely faster, and I don't know if it's just because Windwalker is well designed for leveling. Like, I didn't try, like, Ret Paladin. I did for a few levels, but I didn't try, like, a Feral Druid or actual Balanced Druid. But from Miss Weaver to Windwalker comparison, Windwalker right. was way faster. I'm going to say something like, 30 to 50% faster than leveling as a Mistweaver. Just because, at the very least, it's designed such that you can grab a bunch of enemies, stun them, and burst them all down instantly. It, it, everything dies so fast. Whereas a Mistweaver, you can grab a bunch of enemies and you can AoE them down, but it takes a long time, right? It just takes sure. forever. Um, so it's it's more efficient to do that. There's a point where it's more efficient, you know, some amount of mobs per time spent killing one mob, but. Um, it's just, it's definitely slower, but you can do it. Like, if you just want to play that character and you don't want to hassle of going to get another artifact weapon or whatever, you can level. I think I leveled in, like, I think the actual time would have been somewhere around 18, 19 hours the healer, whereas for a DPS, it might have been, like, what, 12, 10 hours, something like that. Now, that is you doing this solo, right? Solo, and Cause... with, like, beta lag and stuff, you know? So... My, my other question I was why to bring up for healers is that, is it actually... A whole lot more viable if you're a healer to level with a tank or a DPS buddy that face tank sure. stuff and you Absolutely. heal them and help them out. But you guys can pull more together and do more stuff together as a healer tank or a healer DPS duo. Like there's no reason sure. to not we, do that. But right, but but at the same time, there's no reason not to do double DPS, right? So sure. there's always something you can do better for sure. And obviously, it gets easier if you have if you're a healer and you have a tank or DPS buddy. Sure, I can't. There's no denying that. There's no argument there. You know, it's gonna be easier because you let them pull everything. You just heal them through it. You know, automatically faster leveling. But okay. uh, I think if you are gonna level by yourself, which I think a lot of people are going to do, I, you know, I think a lot of people just like to do the questing experience on their own. Um, but if you are gonna level by yourself. If you want to level as a healer, you totally can. Um, you know, don't feel like it's the wrong decision. There's not much reason to do it, given, you know, the way the artifact uh, power items work, the consumables work, that mm -hmm. you can just save them and swap over to your other spec or whatever. Um, but if you just want to do that, cool. I might do that. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Depends on how I feel, honestly. Yeah. The yeah, uh, DPS timer is like 10 hours, I'd say. If you, yeah, if right. you go through it. Aside from a few outliers, 
like a sub rogue, you could like cut off two hours easily just <laughs> just by the speed that they kill things and how right. quickly they can move between targets. Right. But generally speaking, like ten hours is where you want to be, assuming on, that it's going to be. On the whole leveling curve, though, make sure you don't just skip stuff because you do get a lot of artifact power by basically lore mastering the Broken Isles. I would do that, yeah, anyway. Like, if you're leveling, don't level through dungeons only. That's right. that's silly. Do right. do the whole zone. Go and find, if there's a spot in your map that's hidden, go there, because there's a quest up there, sure. There. Um, there's toys and relics and, you know, all this great stuff that you want to go get. So you're do gonna it all, have, for sure. You're going to have to anyway, because Lore Master of Legion is part, and Broken Isles Explorer are part of part one of the Broken Isles Pathfinding to eventually unlock flying. So like nobody likes flying anyway. So wow, your your lawmaster gives you a brand new artifact color reskin or recolor. Yeah, so, Word up you know, has that, the... that might be exactly the color you want. <laughs> Word up has the the real reason you loremaster broken isles. <laughs> yeah, you you need to get all the artifact skins so that you can perfectly sync your transmog with it. That's wow. That's pretty funny. But yeah, so that's a one big thing, of course, too. If you're looking at eventually having flying unlocked, don't skip stuff because you need to explore everything in the Broken Isles and lore master it as well. So the yeah. other ones, Variety of the Spice of Life, Broken Isles Diplomat, and the Glorious Campaign all come after leveling. Glorious Campaign Definitely. is a class campaign, so... Yeah, don't think about it as like normal, boring lore message you don't get anything from. Think yeah, about it, it as so much. there's a lot of actual power to be gained from doing your quests. Like, definitely go do them. Yeah, yeah. you are I mean, missing the, out. The lore master you aren't going to complete for months. I, 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 an estimate. Because I've, as far as I know, they still have left the Suramar quests in. And to complete the lore master in Suramar, that involves Emerald Nightmare. And I haven't done that bit yet, so I assume the bit after could well involve a bit of Nighthold, but I don't know. But that means that you won't complete lore master. But you still, you still just do it anyway. There's like, each stone has got five or six hundred artifact power in it, and that's just Easily. from doing the story. Yeah. And then there's, if if you do mismanage your experience, you're gonna get to the end of all of the stories, and you're not gonna be one ten because you skipped all of the side quests that you yep. could have just done like in a quick five minutes. So that's even worse. That's that's an even worse feeling because you've got to go and find <laughs> the ones. There was a question I saw in chat about relics. Do relics swap over? Relics are basically weapons. Relics are slotted in to your artifact. They essentially, from a, a loot standpoint, relics are weapons. So instead of having two, or eventually once you finish your class campaign, three relics, or three we or, or two weapons or whatever, three we you get three uh, basically gems to socket into your each weapon. Relics are per weapon. And for the most part, relics are not going to be stacked in any way. You're going to take whatever is the highest eye level bonus for a relic, and you're going to have them there. But if you replace them, as you will eventually do, you destroy the one underneath. There is no swapping yeah. of relics. They are like Yeah, you treat gems. it exactly the same as gems. But, they're just gems that give eye level for your weapon. Yep. But if they're sitting in your inventory, they do swap over. Unused. Unused, yeah. But you, you, once yeah. you put them into a weapon, they're in that weapon. Right, but I think maybe looking at the question another way, where 
you're leveling, right? You hit 100, you hit 101, whatever it is. You don't have a second artifact yet. But, like, say I'm a healer, right? And I want to eventually be a healer at 110. I don't want to miss any of the relics for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But I want to level up as Windwalker because it's faster. Okay, I get my Windwalker artifact, and I'm leveling up. I hit 101, I get a relic. I don't want to socket it into my Windwalker weapon because I want to put it towards my Mistweaver one. But since I received it as Windwalker, the question would be, if I keep it in my inventory, will it always be a Windwalker relic, or will it swap over to Mistweaver when I change specs? Right, the way that, that works, then, is... Um, the loot spec that you have on when you complete the quest is what the relic will be appropriate to. So, if you're... Um, and now, now this is testing my which relic slots they have, but I think... I think Mistweaver is Life Storm as its first two. Mm -hmm. Is it Life uh, Wind? And I think life Windwalker and is... And Frost. And then Storm's the third. Right. Right, and I think Windwalker is Storm and Iron. So if you complete it with Windwalker, you'll get a choice between a Storm and an Iron Relic, or a Storm and a Storm Relic. If you complete it as Windwalker, you'll, uh, sorry, as Mistweaver, you'll get Life and Frost. So if you switch your spec to Mistweaver, you can pick a Mistweaver Relic and then use it in your Mistweaver weapon. So sure. if you... Type is the same. You're good, but yeah. if you yeah. receive a type that's not for your weapon, you can't use it, obviously. Yeah, All those restrictions apply. But... The question, yeah, the, that was the, the deeper question. Do the bonuses change over? Of course. Yes, if they're they the do. Type. Yes, they do. All, it's the same way that gear right now, technically like all leather gear has agility and intellect on it, but if you're a, a agility-based leather class, all you see is the agility. A relic is the same way. If you have a life relic, then it'll show for your current spec. But if you don't equip it, you can put it in whatever other life socket on that character that you could put it on. Yeah, of course, of course. Absolutely. That is 100% a thing. But again, they are gems. Now, people don't know how the art, the relic system works. If you replace it, you destroy it. But you're never going to stack relics that give you like a plus three, uh, a six of three in one cool trait if you're losing eye level, because that's just yeah. bad. You may, you may do that in PvP, but that's the PvP that's team's true. problem. They can figure that <laughs> crap out. <laughs> Good luck with that. Like, rogues having like a one minute or less cooldown on Vendetta in PvP is totally balanced. Sure, why not? So, yeah. Because they can yeah, stack the destroying six part of it is what means is what means that you don't tailor your relics. Right. It. Because they get destroyed, you can't, you can't change the relic based on fight. That's just not right. going to work. Else you'll yeah. be like, Hoarding ten of each relic from the from the raids and saying, I'll take that for this boss and then no one else has got a relic then. Yeah. But yeah, they, they drop like weapons essentially. So just keep that in mind. Um, let's see. Do 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 the questions that are like, what do you think about X, Y, and Z? We're not really gonna answer like those I say kind Z. Of I say questions. Z. Okay. So what I think about Z is that it's a an atrocity on the language. And, oh, uh, goodness me. You should all swap over to Z immediately. Wow! I was trying to be, like, open here. Oh, that's right. My actual leveling shaman is stuck in Orgrimmar because I can't get to the Broken Isles because my Hearthstone is broken! Um, is there a portal to the new Dalaran ward up? Can you give me a portal? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because I can't get to Dalaran. I wanted to put myself on a flight path for B-roll in the background, but I can't get flight paths because my character can't get to Dalaran because my Hearthstone's broken. So broken. She's, she's stuck in Orgrimmar with a bag full of bacon. I'll just eat bacon. some bacon on stream. Where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> where, where, where are we meeting up? Um, so I guess to get, I'll get a little more on either of your classes you play. Um, Monkeyo, are there oh any boy. things about Mistweaver 
that are or talents or or perks in your artifact or however or even legendaries that are like bleh that you should steer your <laughs> mistweaver monks away from sure there's a number of traits uh, and there's a few talents that i would not recommend using unless you find like a i'd never want to say don't ever use this talent or you know, don't go this trait at all it's never useful because this kind of absolute truths are really harmful to not only experimentation, but just keeping your mind open for ways this could be useful. So my first example is going to be, uh, they have a talent uh, in level 15 tier called Mistwalk, which when compared to the other two talents does much less healing in whatever environment those other two talents are good for. So one is better in raids, one is better in dungeons, and the third talent, Mistwalk, just simply is not better than either of those in those situations. Um, but there may come a time where you find you need more mobility or you find a a situation where you need to go to a set point where everyone is and you're like out doing a debuff or something like there's a so there's so many potential niche scenarios for this talent i haven't seen them yet but they could be there so i would say don't take that talent unless you can figure out a good way to use it and it's worth the huge healing loss from the other two talents um but then you've got like uh, artifact traits that there's there's one that uh, so I think every healer has a trait that reduces their damage taken in some way maybe every DPS and tank spec as well but for the healers it's usually when you do something you're normally doing you take uh, less damage and for mist weavers it's uh, when you're channeling soothing mist you take 10% less damage uh, unfortunately soothing mist is not a very attractive spell to spend your time doing um, and when you're in a situation where you're taking damage as a healer most probably everyone else is taking damage too, and so you want to be healing everyone else. And you're not doing that if you're channeling Soothing Mist. So the whole idea behind that trait is kind of contradictory in a way. You know, mm -hmm. the, the point where you'd want to be reducing damage taken, you're not actively channeling the thing that would reduce your damage taken. Uh, so it's it seems okay, but it's, it's really just kind of worthless. Um, so steer clear of that as much as you can. Unfortunately, it's a roadblock to a really good trait, uh, so you're gonna have to pick it up uh, at some point anyway. Uh, there's another one where uh, called uh, Light on Your Feet. It's a one point thing, so it's not as big of a deal as the three point soothing one, but uh, it's like after you channel Essence Font for its full duration, you gain 30% increased movement speed for three seconds. Whatever. Like, it's just kind of a <laughs> thing that's like. Whatever. That's never gonna make a difference in any situation. It's three seconds, it's only 30%. Why would you waste your artifact power on it when there's... Word up, did you seriously just do that? What? You ported, you I didn't put a... a you, you didn't put a portal oh, down, right, you okay. teleported, you dork! Correct. Yeah, okay, <laughs> this, is why, this is why I don't play casters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Uh, let's see. You were talking about... Um, oh, right, yeah. Wh which... Uh, were there any talents in particular that are not... Like I said, Mistwalk for Mist talent. Mistwalk, and then there's the two level 60 uh, CC talents like Song of Chiji and Ring of Peace. Yeah. Ring of Peace, generally, you don't want to be taking it. It looks cool, but now that it's kind of it's just a knockback, it knocks people away from the center. Like, you don't want to use that in like any raid or dungeon because, for one, it's probably not going to proc in raids and dungeons oh, anyway, it, it doesn't put them to sleep anymore? No, it knocks, like, so you put it on your tank, for example, and it knocks things away from that point. Oh. Um, so it's like, who would want to do that, right? Everyone hates knockbacks, and this is even worse because it just spreads them out in all directions. Uh, Song of Chi-Gi is like an AoE sleep, 
on a 30 second cooldown with a 20 second duration. Uh, oh, that's what I meant. Maybe. Okay, that's the sleep. That still does it, yeah. right? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the cloud, the little red fart cloud shoot out. Ah, um, yeah. That one's okay. I mean, I could see I could see more uses for that than Ring of Peace, at least. But like, you're giving it up. Uh, you're giving up Lake Sweep, which is huge, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Lake Sweep is so good. It it's basically a lifesaver. It's it, you could think of it as a tank cooldown in dungeons, like Mythic Dungeons, uh, Mythic Plus Dungeons. So. I don't see you ever giving. I would never give up leg sweep for those other talents unless it was a like Mistwalk, a super, you know, specific example where it's like, all right, we need this very specific thing that would never be needed anywhere else, but we got it here, so let's use it. Uh, just, other than that, leg sweep is arguably one of the best stuns in the game. It really yeah, it is. is. It's so, so good. So there's like, no no reason to not take it really no, these days. Yeah, it's it's just that that powerful in pretty much any level of content. Uh, but other than those, no, everything else is a great choice. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy with the Mystery Talents. Uh, I like that they brought, they kept Chi Torpedo for people who like that animation. Uh, and they also baked in, um, what was the previous called, uh, Momentum into it. Because uh, you can't have a talent called Momentum when the Demon Hunters have it, I guess. Uh, but uh, everything else is really good. They're really good choices. They all have their purpose. They all have, uh, you know, some useful function that a lot of them change the way you play, too. The way you think about not only your your overall play style, but the way you manage your mana on an individual spell basis, uh, how you, where you position yourself, you know, stuff like that. It, they, I'm really impressed by the Mistweaver talent choices overall. So yeah, that brings up the whole power gulf thing now too. Like, from a healing standpoint now then, um, uh, we didn't really dive into this early on exactly, but like how people have been ranking stuff. Oh, yes. Okay. People, I'm not going to name names. People. It's multiple YouTubers People's or fine. streamers yeah. have been yeah, ranking just, stuff. Some, some dudes. People do but that in Discords too. Don't, they're yeah, they're ranking limited. specs or classes based on actual like power golfs and not like kit and like player skill or feel or opinion. Fun, yeah. So, from a healing point though, where do these you want me six to rank them? healer? No, don't rank them. Because <laughs> there's no ranks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no ranking. So how, how do the healers in Legion look so far? So I've heard this comment before, and whether or not I agree, I think it's fair, uh, more or less, that they're getting so good, it seems like, with healer balance. Uh, I thought healers were seriously balanced in the middle of uh, Blackrock Foundry. Uh, kind of got out of, the, out of hand once you got like the Hellfire Citadel bonuses, but I felt like where we were in terms of mana management, set bonuses, and all trinkets and all that stuff, all that calculated in, it felt like healers were really well balanced. They all had a purpose. They all had a role. They all did very similar healing. There were some outliers, like Discipline's always been an outlier. Um, it kind of sort of still is now, but uh, it's a different kind of outlier. Um, but okay. uh, I feel like, yeah, now I can't even say like that one healer is stronger than another because they they just fluctuate so much depending on the fight type if that fight type suits their style of healing um you know in a fight with a uh, sustained damage where you know the raid's constantly low never topped off i think classes like druid classes like holy priest are going to do extremely well i think in uh, in more bursty scenarios i think monks and uh paladins i'm not really sure what paladins fit in honestly um but uh, shamans monks and shamans can do really well you know but not so much that the other specs are uh, 
worthless or you know dwarfed by them you know it's just it's little gains here and there that make you stand out and make you feel good about your spec you know it's stuff like that so you know my ranking is honestly that you have uh five out of the six healers all basically the same and then i feel like honestly the discipline can be Hello. anywhere in there depend like above them all or below them all depending on not only the fight type and but more importantly the player's ability to predict like incoming damage right and, right, right. Uh, just the plays i feel like discipline is going to be the most player uh what's what i'm looking for um player dependent like depending on the player's skill that's going that um that performance is going to fluctuate more than any other spec and so i don't really trust people saying that discipline is bad or discipline is good because it's just so dependent on the person behind the wheel that yes, it can yeah. be bad. Yes, it can be good. But like for example, like you look at like a resto shaman or uh, a resto druid or a paladin or whatever, those classes are going to be okay even in a, a bad or good player's hands. Yeah, there's ways you can differentiate 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 yourself from the pack by being a little better at little things. But I feel like discipline as a whole is going to be really difficult for a lot of people. And uh, they're not going to do well at all. And almost going to be to the point where they're a burden on the raider group. Whereas a really good discipline priest is going to be like, wow, how did I live my life without you? You know, kind of thing. Um, so I think they're all really, really good, really well balanced. I think they're all really different too, which is important. Um, they all feel different. They all feel very different. You can look at the class and say, why do we want to rest their shaman? Oh, because they've got cooldowns. All right, why do we want a paladin? Oh, because beacon is still mildly strong. And why do we want a monk? Uh, I don't know. But why? <laughs> well, monks monks have a weird bridge where they're not as throughputty and blankety as a resto druid, but they also bring different cooldowns that a resto druid doesn't bring. No, no, yes. Because resto has like trank, and that's all you bring as a resto druid. But all they can do is just hot the world. <laughs> Disagree, so but let's. Yeah. Anyway, I, well, I think monks. <laughs> I do think monks bring stuff. I think right. leg sweep has actually shown more use in nighthold and ember nightmare than it has in like. Fuck it. The last like three raids combined. Uh, oh, sure. It's, sure. it's been really nice to have that AoE stun. Uh, I even found like a use for paralysis during the trash because the trash was wrecking us in the last tra raid testing. But uh, uh, beyond that, no, I think I think they're all so subtle. Like all the things the healers bring outside of their normal healing is also subtle and actually minor that it's not a huge deal. Like it doesn't affect, you know, the value of that spec anyway. Um, and I think that's really honestly always been the case. I think people blow out of proportion what like how important some of these things are, you know, how, how some of this utility is. But uh, now it's even less important than ever. So just <laughs> play play what you find fun that and play what you're most comfortable with. Like very recently, I, I had like doubts that I was going to play this class, which this, this spec because I had played nothing but Mistweaver since like Mop. And uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And that's my, my main, it's been the identity I've had online, you know, is that thing. But uh, I had like doubts that I was going to play it because I didn't, I couldn't feel comfortable with it. But I finally found a play style that I was really comfortable with. I found the talent build that I was really comfortable with. And I did really well with it. I performed better because I was more comfortable with it and I was having more fun with it. And so don't underestimate that, uh, that facet of playing your character. If you don't find it fun, if you're not comfortable, it, right. you're not going to do well. There, There's a huge like call back now to like burning crusade and you know all the mm. the, the the chat memes are like burning crusade was the best expansion ever mm, you know because because you had so much to do on one character 
And now you don't really have much of a character identity. You have a spec identity in Legion. Yeah. And if you're not having fun playing the spec you're playing, you're going to look forward like you're going to play this spec for the next four to six to eight or more months because there's so much to do between the world quest grind, the artifact grind, the class campaign, the uh, obviously just raiding, doing dungeons, progressing your character overall, professions on that character. Like if you don't have fun playing that spec, then you're in for a bad time. Oh yeah, yeah. Fun, have... fun factor is the most important yeah. thing. Like I, I can log on to the beta and normally my beta things are usually a lot less sort of broad strokes. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do very focused stuff, but this time I'd find myself just logging on to play some of the classes because I enjoyed them far more now than I did on live. And there was a lot more to do with them, even if it was stuff that was going to be wiped because it's, it's a beta after all. But it was still much more enjoyable. So I gravitated towards playing those. And people do that. I just wanted to play the beta because it was more fun. And mm. just accept it. And it should be the exact same when it's live. You should be playing what you want to play. Because at the end of the day, it is a game for fun. And if you're having no fun, then you're not going to play very well, ultimately. I and don't know. You're not going to be very nice to play with. <laughs> well, that's true, too. Because some people do get really, really angry about the fact that they don't like the class that they're playing yeah but they're not quite sure how to sort of just say maybe i should re-roll maybe this isn't for me maybe after all those years of wanting to be a demon hunter when i play it and i have to jump around everywhere i really don't like it so i should just yeah. play something else so there, there I was know that's like a like a, a re, like a proper naughty thing to do to tell people to not play something right but i think it's really important this time around because classes are quite stark in the style that you play them. There sure. was a follow-up question for the artifact uh, relics that, um, how about, so item level for artifact weapon is all determined by your relic slots. So mm -hmm. when you have only, like I have two relics here in my, um, my crappy leveling character, right? So I have a Legion iron nugget that rolled epic. So it's plus 21 <laughs> iron level, uh, uh, iron levels. Then I have a smoldering crux, which is plus 17. Uh, once you finish your class campaign, you'll have three. So what you're going to be looking at now, it's kind of a different way. So if you were like a, a say like a rep pally, right? You always would like look for one two-handed weapon. But now, no matter what you play, if you were a sword and board class or a staff class or a dual wield class that always looked for one or two weapons, everyone would be looking for three relics. So you're right. always like looking for three weapons because relics are treated like weapons, basically. It's kind of like the, yeah. It's kind of like not instead of like a dual wield, you try wielding essentially. Essentially, for yes. every class. Yeah. For every class, and yeah. it, it's cumulative eye level. So the the stronger your relics that are socketed into each artifact, yeah. the stronger eye levels you get. And again, for the most part, don't worry about the plus ranks. They have teased about possibly like epic or like legendary oriented oh, yeah. uh, relics eventually, probably how they're oh, going to expand goodness. upon the artifact system in like tier like 20 Titan or tier 21. Legendary right. relics. Oh my god. Right. Goodness. Well, they might be quest oriented in like tier 20 or tier 21, right? That'd be better, yeah. But yeah, but they might give bonuses to goldens or unlock even another trait somewhere in the, uh, whatever, you know, there might be some that we eventually get to sock it in and they'll stay for the whole expansion. But for right now, they're basically weapons that are treated as sockets. So, but yes, your cumulative eye level is, is upgraded. See, right now, my Doom Hammer is 788 because I have plus 21 and plus 17. So, yeah. But the max eye level yeah, you can think. get before you raids get a legendary. is... Hmm? 
We could get a legendary two Doom Vortex points in. I mean, could you think of anything more exciting? Uh, well, you're talking about for enhanced shaman? I don't know, but yeah, oh yeah, oh, it'd be great. It was, uh, no, if it if it makes those stupid tornadoes like move faster or last longer, then it could be okay. Okay, okay, yeah, that's yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so that that is how relics will be working. Um, for your weapons, and again, relics are per weapon based. Artifact power is per weapon. Relics are also per weapon. So, and the max eye level you can get before raids open is 850. But that's like the highest you can get. 840 is the highest you can get from the class halls. But if you get like Titan Forge stuff and crap from dungeons that adds plus five or plus 10, your overall item level, at least by that spreadsheet, says 850 is the highest you can get um, available. Yeah, it's your highest sources, aside from the world, qu world bosses, which are 850 would be mythic, regular mythic dungeons, which right. Warforged is 845 and Timeforged mm -hmm. is 850, mm -hmm. but it, it will cap hard at 850. It can't go any higher. So you can't, right. you know, crazy 890 Titanforged yeah. relic or something. Because the, on that the normal Emerald Nightmare opens at 850, Heroic is 865, and then Mythic the week after it opens is 880. So, and then LFR, whenever that opens up, is only 835. So 835 is actually kind of like awful, considering you get better gear from dungeons. So, but there is, there's a set, you know, you, there's not a set in LFR Emerald Nightmare, but there is technically still a, a tier set you can build from, um, uh, you do get the tier sets from LFR when the tier set comes in with um, Nighthold. Because there's no tier gear in Emerald Nightmare. It's the same thing at High Mall, there was no tier gear. So, Technically, our only tier set leading up to that is from the class hall. But that'll probably be yeah. replaced pretty quickly with just higher eye-level stuff because only the six and eight bonuses of the class hall order even affect outside of world content. So, yeah. Because when you go to yeah, your... Generally speaking, the class hall, the whole thing is not going to last very long. No. Um, not at all. Like, your ideal gear is from pre-raid. If you're considering Court Stars and Arcway, the sets from there, in most cases, and... Just whatever high item level warforging you roll from mythic dungeons. Because mm -hmm. same as it always has been, item level is everything. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's yep. But there has been contentious point out there that that you can get the tier sets from LFR again in Legion, but they're weaker eye level than mythic dungeons. So like they'll be okay, I guess, but they're not very strong. Um, so. I, they're, and they're these not... set bonuses are noticeably weaker than Hellfire, which is important to know as well. Yeah, set bonuses in and... Hellfire, your set bonuses were, were insane for some classes. Yeah, set Whereas... bonuses and trinkets in Legion are all kind of meh. Meh? You say meh? I actually asked them about this uh, previous BlizzCon, yeah? about set bonuses specifically, and trinkets saying that they were so crazy, right, in, in BRF and, and especially in Hellfire Citadel. And they've been kind of crazy for a while. I remember when, I think it was like Dragon Soul was the last time I remember actually doing, and even in uh, Wrath, like set bonuses were like a two, then 4% increase tops. Like that was a good right. two and four piece was that two piece of a 2%, four pieces about a 4%, boom, that's it. You know, it was, it was just good enough to be a competitive over like a full set of offset gear that was better, better itemized. But now it's like, you have to take your two and four pieces. Like unless they're, really really bad and just don't help you at all 
Um, and they said that they were going to try and bring them back in to be somewhere in between like the crazy hellfire stuff and the old really you know boring low two percent four percent uh buffs um so i think we found i, I like them now i think they're people are going to say oh they're so boring and they're so weak but i think that's good i don't i don't want set bonuses that are crazy powerful that you just have to take them and they change right. the way you play i don't want that me i know some people do but i think it's better if you just if the classes themselves are really good and when you introduce set bonuses that are crazy and change the way you play you introduce crazy imbalances in the game yeah. that some players can take advantage of and others may not realize it um but i feel like taking a safer approach to these things makes it, it you put more thought into the rest of your gear not so much into your tier gear you know trinkets are the same way i like the new trinkets i think they have you know cool fun effects um you have things like i i can't wait to get the trinket off of Triliax, which is like i called it like a, i think it's perfectly preserved cake where you just you put drop down the cake? cake on the ground and yeah. people have to go eat it now i'm not excited about ha it having like the light well effect where people just don't click it but yep. i think it's so fun to just you just all right eat up everyone <laughs> like that's so cool i i think there's more trinkets like that too you know just looking at some of the healing ones there's one where you you throw a wisp at someone, not throw it, you spawn a wisp, and he just kind of makes his way over and it explodes when it gets there. Um, you know, it's just, I, I think none of these effects are super powerful, and they basically do what other trinkets have done in the past, but I think trinkets should be more of an aesthetic power where you actually know you're using your trinket, and it's not just a, oh, it buffed me for a few seconds, and that was it. Yeah, like, the, uh, the perfectly preserved cake creates a magical feast <laughs> at a nearby yeah. location for 20 yeah. seconds. Allies who partake in the feast absorb up to an amount of damage, I would assume based on the caster's spell power, um, for 12 seconds. I think it's fixed, actually. It might be fixed. Based on the difficulty what does yours say? Uh, well, I'm looking at Heroic. Okay. So Heroic 890+, plus. it says uh, 179,000. It's fixed, then. Yeah. Oh, it's fixed? Okay. Mythic says it's 205. Like based, on like level based on attack power, and we have the exact same attack power. It's, it's oh, yeah, fixed. yeah. My Well, my Mythic one says 205.9. Yeah. So same. it's fixed? Yep. That's still, still... It's still good. It's still cool. It's still, It's a really yeah, cool idea. Yeah, exactly. So, like the uh, the agility... Well, I think well, the agility and the strength trinkets are ones that affect your major cooldown. So it's like Assurance of Consequence, which was probably one of the coolest trinkets that I remember playing with. Right. Um, from from which boss is that? From Sheriff Pride? Uh, the yeah. actual trinket is No, no, the new one. Magistrix Elisand. Your attacks have a chance to reduce the, the remaining limit. cooldown on, like for us, Feral Spirits by five seconds. I would assume it's kind of an RPPM-ish oriented thing, or does it have just uh, a proc chance? Speaking, from what I know, since we can't test them, since they aren't sure. giving them to us, which is really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Generally speaking, it would take about 30 seconds off Feral Spirit every time, roughly. That's still pretty good. Which is pretty good. It's an RPPM-based thing, but the average would be about that. So, okay. like, some of the longer cooldowns, you'd be getting, like, 30 seconds off. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, it can be the difference between you getting to use it on a particular thing or not, which does tread the line yeah, of being breakpointy and a bit broken. Right. But it's interesting. Um, so Chaos, that's more questions here. I keep bringing up things that are being asked as questions, sort of in vague ways, so we're not like, yeah. But and so we don't know, this whole two hours will be put on YouTube, so if you're watching on YouTube in the future right now, hello, 
and I'll also be MP3ing it. It'll be put on the website, so it'll be going up on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music for audio only. But Chaos Shinobi was going. Um, I've been playing Mistweaver a lot on the beta and really enjoy it. But how do they look like in um, Mythic Plus dungeons and in raids? Nice. I guess Good. this is this is a question more about like people have been dogging on certain healers. <laughs> I have been dogging a Mistweaver for like most of the beta cycle. And right. I made a little jab, you know, earlier when I said, why would you bring a Mistweaver? I don't know. It was just a joke. Like, I am very confident that a Mistweaver would play just as well and perform just as well as any other spec okay. in the game for any level of content, especially in dungeons. I have, you know, they're, they're good in raids. And by good, I mean they're on par with everyone else. And as we discussed earlier, all the healers are at basically the same level uh, with, you know, little minor ups and downs here and there depending on the fight that suits their style but in dungeons you have like the holy trio right now is like resto druid holy priest and then misweaver monk is is right up there too hmm. um okay. like we said earlier lake sweep one of the best stuns in the game and yep. no it, it's five second duration uh aoe stun like you couldn't ask for much more from a healer right like just it, like i said earlier it acts basically as a tank cooldown just all the mobs that you pulled up just stop yep. attacking for five seconds. That's awesome. It's like bubbling your tank for five seconds. It's so good. Um, but their healing, their toolkit is des basically, I feel like it was designed with five mans in mind. It was designed to be a solo healing spec. Whereas you look at Wad, if you played Wad uh, Mistweaver, it felt like it was very much so designed for raid healing. The, the, the five man toolkit was really weak. Uh, the, the idea of you know, having to build up chi to spend on your. Uh, high power healing spells was not very conducive to a setting where damage is coming out really quickly uh, to multiple people. You know, it just it didn't work in five minutes. But now you actually can. Now you're built around the idea that you're the only healer. You're not built as kind of a support with a very um, specific way of healing in mind. And they're very strong in five minutes. So that's one one thing I'm actually really looking forward to. Like I said earlier in the stream, was doing uh, five man content uh, after raiding is done. You know, like on off days and stuff. And because I think it's going to be really strong, I think the spec is going to do extremely well in those uh, in those areas of the game. So there was a couple of questions that came back with this is I don't know if we have enough time to go through all of this unless there are some highlights we can bring over. Um, I'll go to word up on this first. You might have asked, you might have answered this when he's in, in chat. I just kind of scroll through, but um, what is each class, which again has to be more of what does each spec in some regards bring in for progression. Um, I mean, word. Well, do you want to go over some of the melee DPS specs real well, quick? So melee, like, if we if we take out utility and all of that stuff, like stampeding roar and darkness and all those things, put that to one side. Since generally you're judging it off the toolkit. In Legion raids so far, you're pretty much set with either consistent single target, priority target damage, or burst AOE, and those are the three things. That's it. Everything else is sort of there. You could do it, but it's not like a deal breaker on a fight. It's not going to be really, really, really important. So, like, say, for example, priority target burst. Enhancement is really good at that because it can feed AoE into its single target burst. Or it can pull some resources and then it can, like, dump Dune Winds and Feral Spirit and everything onto a target. It's really good for priority burst. Mm -hmm. uh, same way that rogues can do it. They can rupture, exsanguinate, and something just melts in front of them because it does so much damage all at once. Whereas, like, with Burst AoE, which is particularly important in dungeons. In raids, it's still important. It always has been, really. Um, Demon Hunter's extremely good at it. 
Um, just like I said before, because they've got so many different tools that they can just pump in over and over again. Um, you've got Warriors, they've still got Bladestorm. I mean, to be honest, it's not never going to stop being good, is it? So. But you brought up Arms Warrior. Option. You brought up Bladestorm. Remember now that Arms Warrior have Bladestorm baseline, and you can talent into Ravenger, which is basically a better Bladestorm because you can have it AoEing as the Warrior, then also AoEs. Well, the more important thing is that Ravager then lies, lines up exactly with Warbreaker, which is the it artifact does. trait. Correct. So you can AoE, Colossus, smash everything, and then... And then AoE. Ravager, and then AoE yourself, yes. which is really, really, really strong. Yep. Um, so, I mean, all of the melee, I'd say, I'd put my neck out on the line and say that they've all got something, generally speaking, that is worth bringing them for. Some are better at some things than others, sure. and some are much more versatile. So some can do more things at once than another one. Yeah. But the beauty of the uh, of the talent tree that they've given us now is that there's a lot of choices where you can lean towards something that you may not be that good at, but you can contribute with, and still do your normal thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the past we've been stuck with, we're bad at this, and there's no amount of talents or anything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're exactly. just really bad at it. Mm -hmm. And that's that's never going to change. So, like your your melee choices, really, they're still balancing them. There's been a few that are really, really over the top, broken in the past few weeks. But I think that's <laughs> toned down yeah. quite a well, quite a lot. Uh, some of the ones have been targeted have been very well deserved. Uh, I'll say that hmm. reservedly. Um, they're generally speaking quite good, and you're not at a significant disadvantage if you take most melee. I think there are one or two that are like towing the line of being almost a bad choice, but uh, I, I won't I won't say them because as soon as you do, then everyone runs. Everyone runs away with it. exactly. Yeah, I don't. Th but, there's, uh, a, there's a weird uh, and everything's gonna be, is not balanced right now. People people just don't don't get hung up on current numbers. Like people are always like, oh, retribution paladins are so bad right now. Well, they have they have a lot in the Ashbringer and enhancement shaman even on live right now. We're like meh. Because there's so much in the Doomhammer. So, but they're balancing the game right now based on level 110. And, in a way, maxed artifacts. Because they're balancing way ahead of the game. And, of course, if we're in uh, Emerald Nightmare for three or four months or so, probably four months, and they're outliers that are, like, without fully artifact-powered, like, X and Y or Z class is, like way ahead then they might hot fix out some damage and then they might put it back in when the artifact comes into play right like right now fire mages are like god's gift to warcraft they're amazing but they probably won't be as amazing in legion um at yeah. max level max artifact so things will even out yeah the end. that's that's something that's been really hard to get across so a lot of people have asked about things in the pre-patch i mean the pre-patch was the first chance for a lot of people to sort of get a taste for how the classes were changing but it's really, really difficult to explain just how much of an impact the artifact has on some of them. It's like, huge. It's unbelievable. My opinion huge. is that I really, really am lukewarm about enhancement without the artifact. I'd say I don't really like it at the moment, but with the artifact, it's really, really good. It's really, yeah. really fun, and the choices are really, really, really good. So, so I mean, that's that's something that people need to need to bear in mind that. What they've played now is kind of a good bearing of what it is, but it, it's not everything. 
Like, when you play Demon Hunter tomorrow, which I'm sure inevitably everyone will, because it's brand new, you're only going to have two talents, you're not going to have your artifact, and you're going to have bad gear. So it's going to feel terrible. And that's, to a that's, degree. nothing else I can say. Muffinus went it's over that for Demon Hunters, is they actually have more of their leveling agility stats, like, in now, so they have higher base stats than other yeah, specs do. True, yeah. Just to kind of, like, the, balance them out a bit, they'll get less powerful as they level up from, like, base stats, but that's... It's whatever. They're, they're more weighted into the into the base skills than others. Right. Their, their artifact isn't as important as most other classes. Sure. Because their traits are quite their golden traits in particular are very poor. But so, um, the actual gameplay is not the same because without five talents, that's a huge core of the gameplay. Oh yeah. Not there. Yeah. So the the biggest thing to know is that what you're playing right now on the pre patch. You might not like it, but when you actually get hold of the artifact with some of them, it might change everything for you. It might be the difference between wanting to play it and wanting to delete the character. And then, Monkey, how about the same thing for healers? Like, do you have... You kind of went over this a little bit earlier, but to, to, yeah. to, to lock down sort of what you think each of the six sort of bring to raids and progression? Because they all, again, you said it over earlier that they all bring certain... Sure. Yeah, I understand your question. Yeah, so basically... Uh, they each do have an identity, and because there's so few healers in comparison to like a uh, DPS specs, sure, uh, they they're allowed to have they're, they're allowed to be much more unique. Um, so you look at rest of shamans. You can basically sum them up in in a very short phrase. Rest of shamans, they bring lots of cooldowns, very very powerful cooldowns. Uh, they're one of their talent choices is a uh, I can't remember the name of it, like ancestral something something totem but uh it, it's a it's an ancestral totem. protection totem or something like that yeah, guardian I think that's it, whatever right. it yeah so you drop it down increase the health of people standing in it already great but the first person who dies within it gets a uh, battle res but it doesn't count towards like your normal battle res count so yeah. that's all automatically like super good uh, along with their other great cooldowns and their mastery being really important during progression. You know, people are constantly low, so their mastery is extra uh, powerful and combined with like a healing tide and the traits associated with healing tide. It's very good. So you look at a shaman as just the big burst cooldown healer, and that's what they bring. And it's good to have at least one of them. And I can say the same thing for every healer. Um, you look at uh, rest of druids, bring very good sustained healing, very high mobility, so they're very good at dealing with mechanics. Uh, I feel like their DPS is actually easier to incorporate into their like their high DPS uh, buttons, like their dots, are much easier to incorporate into their normal healing flow uh, when compared to other healers that have to cast most of their stuff or be in melee range for this stuff, as is the case for Mistweavers and Paladins. But uh, Druids are just have always been a good, solid healing class. Their healing is really high, good sustained healing, good mana efficiency when they can be. Plus, they bring Innervate, and Innervate is super important. Uh, Innervate is super powerful. You can put it on yourself which is probably what most people can and probably should do or you can give it to another healer like if your discipline wants to set up um for a big aoe hit like you innovate your discipline and they can do wonderful things with innovate of course any healer can really do wonderful things with innovate but in particular right, discipline's yeah. really good at it um so innovate super powerful moving on to a similar thing holy priest holy priest just bring like same similar to druids uh good sustained healing uh but they also bring if they talent for it i think it's still talent uh symbol of hope which yep. is like a six minute cooldown. I think it's like a 10 second duration, uh, but all you healers, they can cast spells for free for the duration. Uh, amazing, it's just good. You know, it's it, it's not overpowering the other talents necessarily, but it's just so good to feel like you have an extra cooldown. Even if it's just a mana sustain cooldown, it feels really nice to have. And when our priest uses it, I'm like, 
yes. And I'm just hitting all the buttons and it feels so nice, you know, it's just, that, and it's powerful, you know, so it's really nice to have. Uh, so they bring that as well. And, you know, they still have Guardian Spirit and uh, their holy words, I think they're still called, their miracles, whatever they're calling them. Um, whatever the kids call it these days. <laughs> uh, those are very strong, uh, kind of like mini cooldowns. So just a good, strong healer in Holy Priest. Uh, then you have um, Mystery Monk. I just really enjoy Mystery I think it's very strong. I think the tank healing is uh, underrated by a lot of people. It's something we lost with uh, Paladin. There were nerfs to Beacon. Beacon's, especially Double Beacon, is not nearly as strong as it no, used to not. be. Uh, nope. Single Beacon's still pretty good, but uh, for... For a lot of the fights we've seen in Legion, both tanks are taking damage almost constantly, right? So it's nice to have healing on both your tanks. And monks are actually have really, really good uh, high and sustained uh, tank healing. Uh, it's expensive if you're the only one doing it, like mana-wise. But uh, you have tools, talents, and artifact traits, I suppose, uh, to deal with that. Uh, let me think. Uh, but uh, Revival still a good cooldown, still instant cast, which can be useful in some mechanics. Still has the AoE cleanse, which can be useful in some mechanics, especially on, I think it was Dragons of Nightmare, I think, had an AoE, uh, or had a uh, a debuff you could dispel, um, as well as Chrononomatic Anomaly, I think could dispel, maybe I had that backwards, I can't remember, but uh, there's still, you know, little minor things that every healer brings, uh, going back to... Paladins now. Paladins still have Bop, which is now a lot better that they can attack through it. People with it, so you can put it on your tank, right? They still attack through it, no problem, which is great. Or you put it on a melee DPS, whatever it may be. Uh, Lay on Hands is still powerful. They still have the best, like, personal cooldown in the game via uh, Avenging Wrath. Um, it's, it's sad what happened to Hand of Sacrifice, but, uh, you know, whatever. It's funny to laugh at the Paladins who sacrifice their tank and die immediately. Um, let's see. And then we have Discipline, which is probably the most interesting one, in my, my opinion. Um, that, uh, like I said earlier, it's all up to the hands. It's all in the hands of the player, whether or not that performs well or not. Um, but uh, the amount of damage a Disciplined Priest brings to the raid is insane. And that's basically what they bring. And it's it's crazy how much damage they bring. Um, they, I feel like every other healer, I know that every other healer, can probably do as much, if not more, damage than a discipline, um, depending on the spec, obviously. Uh, but they're not doing damage all the time, or it's not part of their normal healing rotation. They basically have to not do any healing to keep up with a discipline priest. Um, but discipline is the highest at the moment overall damage spec healing spec in the game, and it, that is a huge contribution. You know, they're shaving off five percent or more of a boss's health. You know, just by doing their normal healing stuff yeah and that's, just that's not uh, to be overlooked to compound upon that i just brought up my logs um from our last testing and i'm looking at yeah. zolvolt who was doing stuff from croesus um yeah. i combined all of our logs so let me just go to the kill actually uh let me he go did like a good 100 120k or something on, on i the think boss, that's which is really average. significant heroic yeah. kill yeah zolvolt did so zolvolt did uh 100 and just shy 100 yeah 107,000. Uh, DPS, but that averaged up to he did 36.6 million damage to Croesus. Uh, like so, he did 36. It's hard to know that six, how much it is without well, knowing I'm, how much health the boss has. No, well, I'm, has gonna, a, I'm gonna compare it. Billion. I'm gonna compare it to a tank. One of our two tanks, the Vengeance right, right, Demon right. Hunter tank, only did 56 million. So yeah. they tank, do about, from what I've seen, like disciplines would do about three quarters of a tank. And then the yeah. rest of the healers, if they're trying to do damage, would maybe do about half the disciplines. Well, the, whole, or, holy, damage the holy paladin did 14 million, which is that's a, that's, that's 
it, that's something. Yeah, not, it's not a thirty-six point six million. So yeah, no, it's not a good bit for a paladin. That's a lot. He was trying. That's he probably sure. was probably was trying. Yeah, but that's that's a very big thing. Make sure you know the disciplined priests. Everyone listening right now, that that there are they have been toted as a support class by Blizzard. Um, they first officially toted support class since I think like Burning Crusade, Shaman, and Paladin um, in yeah, years. That's interesting. So I mean, they do bring some of the most if you talent for them, the most cooldowns of any other healer in the game. And again, because they are a DPS, they are also flagged as that sort of supporty style where other healers don't really do damage in raids. They can. Every healer can actually contribute in some way. But discipline... Yeah, there's some, like, Paladin and Monk have talents sure. that you can take, especially Monk, you know, that actually want you to damage to right. increase your healing. Like, that's part of your healing is to do damage. It's very similar to discipline, although it doesn't have, like, the, the atonement style of healing, but mm -hmm. it doesn't... It's not like old fist weaving where your damage turns into healing. It's yeah. more so by doing damage, it then helps you do your healing better um, through a certain talent, which mm -hmm. we don't need to go over here. Oh, yeah. Rainer's dogging on Zovalt being the worst. That's totally fine. He can totally be the worst. <laughs> Sounds just like him to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, so I guess, is there any, like, big things to end? We could talk and talk and talk about Legion to get this information out there. If you've missed part of the other broadcast, more people have tuned in as the broadcast has gone on. This entire VOD will be up on YouTube probably tomorrow. It'll also be on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music if you want to do the audio-only version, of course, because we went over a lot of your questions I'm seeing in chat closer to, like, current chat that we went over, like, an hour ago. Yeah. So we can't really go over it again because it's a waste of our, you know, the whole flow of the show. Um, and, of course, this is, like, a Final Boss TV interview light kind of show, just slowly getting back into the pace of getting back to the Sunday shows because they've been on hiatus for a while because... Of all of my beta testing, which of course, if you haven't seen, you can go to my channel guide, and yeah, it's a, a lot of stuff. Um, but um, the resources we've talked about during this, I will definitely put in the video description box on YouTube. Like those two or three different uh, Google documents that go over just a bunch of stuff will be bitly linked and put in the YouTube video. And if you missed those actual links, they'll be in that. Is there anything you wanted to like? tie in on at the end of this like big key points people should be wary of word and then monkey after that like just kind of a broad stroke big things you could ask a lot or whatever even about enhanced shaman or just about a demon hunter or about anything that uh, people should be aware of for for legion um, anything you can think of I don't, that's that's really hard because there are a lot of things that i get asked a lot of yeah it's that a lot, really hard yeah. to answer um i mean it, with regards to Demon Hunter, I didn't say it before, but I just just need to stress it again because it's tomorrow. If you don't like it tomorrow, it's not the end of the world. Right. It's really different later on. And please, please don't go raving to the forums immediately and say, this should all be changed. I really don't like it. Change it immediately, else I'm not rolling one. Because that's that's going to do a lot of damage both for the class. And it's, at the end of the day, they're not going to do it at this point. And the same goes for most other classes. If you really, really, really didn't like it in the pre-patch... And you're still not sure you want to play, or you're worried about the performance or something like that. Just, just don't. It's not that serious. And just try it with the artifacts. If you, if, unless you're really, really pressed for time, and then just pick you, the one that you like the most. You brought up the word try. If you don't know, there are class trials in Legion that you can actually just try a class. Like, you can make a fresh character yeah. that's max level that you can actually just fart around on for, it's like a time limit or something like that that you can play on or something. Um, 
and they're, they're like a boost. Two hours? It's like a they're like a boosted one ten, but you can play it and then it locks the character and if you want it they'll ask you to pay for it for 60 bucks or you can delete it and then just roll one yourself for free like you can try anything you want so yeah and yeah. the the last thing is sure because this is this is the most common question that i get is, oh what is this Let's see. the the artifact path that you take <laughs> who does your hair is important oh but yes it's who not does... the end of the world like <laughs> that just hit me it's it's just not not the end of the world if you take <laughs> the wrong path. As long as you get get that, you're all going to get to the end at the right part at the same right. point, really. As long as you have a, a vague understanding of which ones are just the worst that you don't want to take. As long as you know that, generally speaking, by the time you get to raids, you'll have all the good ones because twenty one mostly covers all the good ones, and all the other crappy ones that you don't really want are the other ones that you should already know aren't good, so don't take them. Right. Um... But don't don't like. Get yourself so worked up and worried about the fact that you might take the wrong path because it won't be like the kind of thing where you're not taken to raids because you took the wrong path and your damage is terrible. It's it's not that bad. Before I go over to Monkeyo to wrap up on those things, I'm going to spam like five times in chat right now a bitly link oh for the the shaman reference document. It's the Earth Shrine reference document, right? It's made for shamans, but is it the Discord? It, yeah, in, it's the Discord reference sheet. If you don't know what Discord is, then you should by now. Like, right now. There are the class Discords, all freaking 12 of them, right there on permanent invites. You can click on those little icons, and you can either join them via your browser, your phone, or, of course, your, uh, your desktop application. You can download it for free. Discord is totally free. And in those discords, I've joined all of them the other day so I can start networking for the future for shows. There is a resource tab on almost every single... I think the Rogue one is the least developed, which I got to poke someone about that. The Rogue one is just like one... I, I got to poke the Rogue. The Rogue one's like that because they're still on IRC. In oh, okay, okay, okay. Because all the other ones... Okay, because all the other ones have like important info or theory crafter tabs or different tabs for different specs or resources. So if you have curiosities about like your spec or your class please do not do yourself a disservice get discord just lurk and look at those resources or ask a question randomly there are so many people in those channels now that are so helpful it is the best way to directly learn about all these changes and having this it's it's ridiculous so but that bitly link right there will link you to all of them so yeah 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 yeah, Rogue is more IRC. Well, they need to get the Rogue stuff over to Discord because I want to plug that shit and I need to know that it's like they have the resources all linked there. So I got to talk to Ninja. And... I mean, you can get all the all the Rogue resources are on Ravenhold. That's so true too. Yeah, some well, yeah, some websites and some classes have websites about them, but not everyone does. But if they don't, they have great Discords. So yeah, so yeah, Monkeyo, wrap us up. What what do you have for general bow on top kind of things? Uh, I want to start off by saying all of my guildies are idiots. Oh, okay, fair uh, enough, they're, fair they're, enough. Fair they're, enough. They're, yeah, they're <laughs> unbelievable. I just can't, I can't handle it right now. Right. Uh, all right, right, so let's see. Uh, first off, beware <laughs> the uh, the imminent uh, hotfix tuning that's going to come in the first week of rating. Oh, after yeah. the first week of rating. So, you know, you're going to go through and we're going to do the dungeons and Blizzard's going to look at the dungeon logs and see how people are performing, and they're going to buff or nerf certain classes that are underperforming in dungeons, and it's going to be unfair representation of what they're like in raids, and so it's going to 
break stuff in ratings, though. Prepare for that stuff. You know, don't freak out when that happens. Um, like we said earlier, just try and find a class spec that's fun. Um, if you haven't yet, if you didn't have access to beta, get on the PTR, try it out. Uh, PTR is completely free. You should have it if you have an active wall subscription, I believe is the condition. Um, let's see. Uh, don't listen to power rankings, you know, for any role for healing, DPS, tanks, it's all BS, you know, it's just, yeah, if it's anything, much. it's personal opinion of what they've seen. And even for me, if I, if you ask me to give a ranking of, you know, what I think is the most powerful, it's going to be based on what I've seen. And I've played right. some really good players, you know, and I've seen people have a list that's completely reversed from mine. It's like, I can't tell you you're wrong, I guess, but I haven't experienced the same thing, you know, from, uh, from doing like my raids and my dungeons. So. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't listen to it at all. I would just play whatever you find fun and uh, enjoy it. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I don't know. Just have fun. Uh, this is everyone should reroll gnome. Oh 100%. yes, it's important. Old. I, when I was doing my artifact quest for make for all of this stuff, I did the one for survival. I made a little gnome hunter for survival called mm -hmm. Tinkery, and I went all the way into Gnomergon to get friendlier. The, the the mechanical dog that I didn't blue. So oh, he's cool have, looking for sure. So I could have a mechanical pet to show off in this video because gnomes can tame mechanical, so can goblins. Hunters can learn that later on in their class hall. But I yeah. made Tinkery, and I was like, I've never played a gnome before, and this is the best thing ever. Yeah, gnomes are really good. <laughs> it, it actually has a use in one of the raid bosses. I think it was Dragons of Nightmare that has like a root mechanic, and you can gnome racial out of it. Out of the root? So, OP. you know, gnome Gnomes. is the way to go. Gnome's for OP. Sure. That's probably the best secret I can give away is gnome is gnome is boss for sure. Now. Well, it's no uh, different than dwarves uh, in BRF being able to remove the bleeds with stone form on a couple of bosses. Right. So, well, yeah, yeah it, was, it was worse than that for a while. And we were like, oh, my God, this is so broken. We need to go dwarf. And then they nerfed it. They sure, nerfed it pretty yeah. quickly. So could happen with gnomes as well. We'll see. But uh, I guess the big thing I want to wrap up with is for healing specifically, since you brought me in for healers. Um, understand that mana is going to be uh, a thing you have to take care of. It's a, the, the name of the game is mana management. Uh, if you're not doing that properly, if you're trying to play like you did in Hellfire Citadel, it's not going to work. You're going to fail. Try and take this time in the pre-patch to... Even this is not very good because fights are ending in like 30 seconds to like... Oh, yeah. Minutes, so. Fire mages. But, uh, you know, just understand that if you're healing in a raid, you're not the only one there. You don't have to top everyone off immediately. Uh, top them off before big mechanics come, obviously, but let the hots and stuff do the work. You know, understand which of your spells are more efficient than the others. Uh, use all your abilities, you know, choose your talents well. Just, you have to play a lot smarter now than you ever did before because you actually have a resource that matters. Um, you know, all that good stuff. So yeah. I think they actually did well with the mana model this time around. It's getting better, at least. At the very least, it's getting better. I uh, hope that there's still a lot of improvements that can be made. Uh, but for now, this is what we got. And you need to, uh, you know, just understand, you know, how much you have left in the tank and uh, compare that against what the boss has left in his tank. And then... Yeah, I mean, mana will matter the whole expansion. Because you're never yep, going to get exactly. more of it. You're never going to get more regen outside of maybe trinkets, right. maybe. Yeah, you may find some trinkets that give you, you know, like this one trinket I'm looking forward to. It's like on... It's like every... I think it's got like three procs per minute where when you cast a fuse... Uh, you gain a certain amount of mana instead of spending it, and that's like that's nice. You know, it's a hmm. it's a definite mana or healing gain for mana spent because you don't spend any mana, you gain mana. But it's nice. It's just a nice little buff. It's not huge. You know, it's not like a 
eight eight hundred to a thousand spirit trinket in BRF, you know, or you know, what's that thing called? Demonic phylactery uh, in Hellfire Citadel. So I think they did a good job balancing all that this time around. So fair yeah, enough. My big point, I suppose. And again, let me grab these nerds. Uh, if nerds. you nerds, exactly. We're not nerds. We we went over this at the beginning. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow! You can follow so either of these. Jealous. You can follow either of my guests today on Twitter, and you can bother them, of course, in their relative discords or on Twitter if you have questions about stuff and things, uh, and things and and stuff. I think that'll that'll do it for this. Um, tomorrow is a, is the first step towards new stuff. I think Legion is the most. I think I speak for many people that can't talk right now, like in chat. That I think Legion is the most promising-looking expansion we've had in a while, as players. Like there is almost so much stuff to do and work towards, and and progress through, and enjoy, and new systems, and just new everything that it's almost like assaulting. <laughs> it's it's t almost too much stuff. Um, so I don't care if Legion lasts for five years. They've already confirmed three tiers. They've already confirmed in the first content patch there's a dungeon. What was the last time we had a patched-in dungeon? Cataclysm? Oh, my goodness. So, it's it's a pretty big deal. Looking forward to it. Yep, same. Man. Wow. All my excitement, and I just got to say... <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like, so I don't it's want to be worst. burned again, right? Because WAD yeah. was so, I was telling everybody before WAD came out, WAD's looking like it's going to be the best expansion they've ever had. And right. that's how that turned out. So my uh. expectations are well in check at the moment. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Legion because there's a lot of things I like about Legion. I am cautious about Legion because there's a lot of things that concern me about Legion. Some of right. the decisions that have been made, you know, leading up to it. So I am cautiously optimistic. And so what you get is a same. You know? Same. <laughs> But it's gonna be for now. When it, when it, I hope it proves me wrong. I hope Legion is as fun as you know I'm hoping it to be, and I'm expecting right. it to be. Uh, but you know, I don't want to get into another situation where I'm just like, wow, that was not any good. You know, right. after the first like three months. So we'll see. But yeah. Fair enough. Well, thank you both for being on this final boss TV-ish light style interviewed gameplay-ish Q and A third pass. I appreciate oh, yeah. it. I'm sure I'll bring both of you back on in the future. But I think forward I'm going to wrap. Yeah, that's after they've nerfed Enhancement and we're back into the ground again. <laughs> yeah, 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 Already yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But all right, chat room, I'm going to run some ads and then I'll come back for some shout outs. But that's going to be it for this. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Yeah, it doesn't matter, Hina. I don't care if the server's back up. It's just, nah, I'm not logging back. It doesn't matter. Nah, we're done. Hi-ya-pah.